Hello and welcome to the 6++ Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome ladies, gentlemen and desolation squads to that 6++ Show. I am your host Tom and got cold again today so i've got my snorlax onesie back out and i'm very chuffed but actually now the heating's kicked on and i'm starting to think maybe i'm going to melt but we'll see more on that as it develops um i am joined tonight by I've, 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 i will i will of course talk about my dear lady chris in a moment but first actually we have a first time a first time guest here in the form of true demon lord aka our very own franco how are you doing Franco? Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah okay <laughs> Welcome. Yes. No, I'm great, man. It's really nice to have you on. Really excited. Obviously, we were hanging out in Manchester this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, so really excited to talk about that. Um, and I guess for those who may not have heard you before, do you want to just tell them a little bit about yourself and where, where you fit into things? Yeah. So obviously part of 6++. Um, go by the name True Demon Lord. Yes, Facebook, you do. Instagram, blog, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, big Demon Player. Shocker, it's in the name, you know. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, that's me. I play obviously as part of the as a team, um, and we'll be hopefully getting a bit more stuff done on the channel, more videos and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that's really it. Me in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Quite true, hard true demon demon Lords is obviously support Franco. Arsenal, don't you, Franco? Big no, I do not. Oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Franco's got a blog called True Demon Lord, which you can find online. Which is um, we, we call him the UK's answer to Warp Hammer. That's what he is, right? He's an, yeah. an inside-out demons and chaos lover, um, and you can get all sorts of demon sort of tricks and tips on there. And mm-hmm. we're, hope, we're hoping to nag him to make some video content to go on go on our site soon. I will well. do it. I promise. It's gonna I happen. So True Demon Lord, whether, in this edition or the next, True Demon Lord will become uh, a video force as well. Yes. Um, Elmo Miniature says Franco is the most beautiful human I've ever seen. You're not wrong. Aww, You're not wrong. Lewis, love you too, Lewis. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Very good to see you all. Thanks for all the comments. That's lovely. Uh, reassuring that there are people still here after listening to us once. They've come back again. That's always a good sign, right? So, obligatory dear leader Chris introduction. How are you doing, dear leader Chris? Dear leader Chris is very well, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Have you got anything new in your life? Um, no, I'm I'm Friday <laughs> tired. And it's only uh, Tuesday. Yeah, that's not good, is it? It's not ideal. But it is about to be two weeks of Easter holidays. Mm. So that is exciting for me. Do you think um, the 4.30 start on Saturday to get to Manchester might have played a role? I feel like that may have <laughs> played a minor role in <laughs> getting me back for potentially the whole week. You know how like when you start going out drinking, you your hangovers aren't anything. And then by the time you get a bit older, they're like one or even two days. Maybe Fatal. that's just me yeah. of tiredness now. Yeah. No hobby. But nearly holidays. Nearly holidays. Yeah, nearly holidays. Got lots of exciting plans um, to kind of get stuff going over the holidays, 40k wise. But um, no pro- progress at all. That's right. We'll apart let you from, off. Apart from painting some Admech on the Friday night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pre, pre-event. pre Pretty yeah, no, I've, I've done nothing. I've, I've actually, I'm, I'm because I'm now off, off from term. I'm rearranging my whole office, so my whole hobby space has been taken apart, so I can actually clean the place and sort it all out. And then, uh, hopefully, tomorrow I'll, re- I'll be able to start painting again when I reestablish it all. Right, I'm also joined tonight by our very own expanding empires expert, Aaron. <laughs> How are you doing, Aaron? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, man. Recovered from um, 
Manchester, thankfully, unlike Chris. But yeah, yeah good. that's good. I mean, you were the hero, right? You did the driving for us for our little contingent from down this way. So that's always the uh, the real the real effort. The sort of it's a three hour plus drive, wasn't it, to get up there and back? Yeah, he's here three and a half, four hours. Great. All right. Well, we're gonna do. We're very good at self promotion, like really good. So what we're gonna do is promote ourselves via the plus roundup first and then we will get into what we're going to do with the rest of the show chris do you want to tell people what's happening in the world of the plus well we literally just released a brand new video so don't leave don't leave just yet but after this <laughs> go and check out aaron versus scrivo um they film their own bite-sized battle report orcs versus dark angels scrivo edited it together so if there's any issues it's on him and uh yeah. but no, very uh, it's a very enjoyable watch and they really they do a really good job of explaining their thinking and how they're going about that so that was really yeah. good yeah and that's um that's scrivo's debut isn't it in a bite size back ref i think it is, uh, which yeah. is really exciting and obviously he sent us some very funny clips of him providing some sort of back <laughs> back commentary to the game oh, at I different understand. stages yeah yeah so it's no it's a really interesting matchup as well two of the the relative heavy, heavy hitters of the meta going at each other. Absolutely. Cool. Is there anything else, or is it all stuff for the pipeline? Uh, it's the the classic expanding empires. Bug watch, you all know and love. They're out still. Somehow, Aaron and Davey managed to find the time just to fire these out weekly. It's very impressive. The pros, absolute pros. Um, and then on top of that, we've got the final in um, episode in Ed's um, you me and the UKTC installment. Um, in which he spoke about um, tear down the icons, which is the final mission, mm. and he also spoke about how to like or how to go about thinking about whether to take a big risk in your game and when you need to, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, we've got one more battle report to come out this week, which is Drakari versus Tyranids. Um, I've got to try and get out before the um, before the data slate drops. So yeah, crossed. DW, wait till like Thursday or Friday. I can get out before then. Yeah, hold your fire, guys. Hold your fire. Come on. I know you're they're, listening. They're frantically writing a few arch artillery changes anyway at the moment, I'm sure. They yeah, so uh, <laughs> take your fingers off the export button, GW. Just hold on. Let me get this out. And uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of it for yeah. now. I've, but, I recorded yeah. a state of play with Jamie Bolcom as well for Custodes. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, at some stage, at some stage, that will come through as well. But obviously, as, as you can hear, Chris is a busy boy right now, so we'll, we'll we'll give him some space to get those various things through and on their way. Wonderful. Okay, right. Well, what we are going to do today is we've got the result of a game to do because a little while ago, when Arcs of Omen dropped, we played a game called Pin the Win Rate on the Faction, and what this means is we were trying to guess what different um, different sort of win rates armies might be posting after the fact going forwards in Arcs of Omen and we said we'd wait till after Manchester GT and then we'll get a look at the meta and see how accurate our guesses have been. So we had a mix of different guesses and we'll, we'll report in on that in a bit but we're going to see how accurately we were able to forecast the state of things and how far out we might have been um, in other ways as well. But before that what we're going to do um, is recap briefly on our experience at the Manchester GT because we were all there. Mm -hmm. We all, all made that journey. Um, we're going to briefly react to 10th, the little tiny bit about 10th we actually know so far. Um, and at the end, obviously, you've sent us a bunch of crazy listener questions, as you always do. So we'll, we'll tackle at least a few of those as well. And obviously, if you do want to get more questions through, you can bang them in the chat and we'll, tr we'll do our best to field those as we go. Um, I'm enjoying Aaron totally looks like Wish Stu Black. Oh, that's, a, that's fun. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Um, is he one of the Warhammer writers? So, I think he's the head, the head of the rules, yeah, like, the, the rules, rules team, isn't he? Yeah. 
I've never yeah. seen him. I, said, I, can't, I can't verify he how true. He wants the Warhammer tournament. So yeah, no, I know he does. He's on the bomb tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, recap. Manchester GT. Um, does anyone want to do the basics in terms of parking, arrangement, sort of tables, at toilets, all those sorts of things? Anyone want to review the basics? Yeah, I think it was uh, pretty good overall. Like the, the, it was, it was a lot of parking on site if you got there early, because obviously there's also an open um, sports centre. But we actually just rocked up on Friday night, parked there, and left the car there for the entire time, which mm-hmm. is quite handy. Um, they, they seemed to have enough toilets. There was um, several of them around. Um, you could have obviously all the the free water that was there. There was beer. There was cider. There was soft drinks. There was coffees. Um, there was a de- really nice uh, poutine stall outside for lunch well, as well as like, your standard burger mm-hmm. and a hot dogs place so yeah overall I think it was pretty good um, yeah. I could see it needing a bigger venue because it was it felt like it was stretching the teams yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I think Zach said they're going to try and double it next time Yeah, which is pretty promising right that would be a very fun very fun size of event to get to so yeah um, okay great Wonderful. So, I mean, we'll, we'll rattle through the games. Like, what I would suggest is you know, the usual, usual treatment so we don't hold people up too much. If there's one of your games that you want to sort of unpack on in some considerable depth, please do. Um, but otherwise, sort of potted summaries to let us know how, you, how each of you got on. So perhaps um, if we start with you, Chris, as the captain, how did you get on? And do you want to remind people what it was you took? I took the Admech. Yes, you yeah, did. I did take the Admech. So um, I've been I wanted something very different from Harlequins. I had a mm-hmm. couple of practice games and I was like, yeah, sure. Like these guys, I feel like they've got play. Yeah. I would like to think I've improved a bit since I last played Admech. And I definitely noticed over the weekend there were more plays that I was doing and more things I was thinking about and realizing, even from the basics of like how I deployed. So I used to deploy my, my three blocks, one in this room, one in this one, this one in this one. Um, I'd be like, oh, how do I get my buffs everywhere? Whereas now I was very much like my deployment zone was an interweaving mess of all of these different twenty mans conga lining and stuff just to try and get um, the buffs where I wanted them um, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, my list for anyone who doesn't really know, um, basically was Lucius, so I get plus one to my save um, against one damage and a bit of extra range. I had all the standard characters, which give me a whole host of buffs. Um, from, you know, like being in cover, extra saves if in cover, to full back and shoot, full back shoot and charge, etc. I had deep strike denial from 12-inch bubbles. You, you can think of it. I had it in my list. So I started on zero CP. <laughs> all the toys. All the toys. I had three big blocks of infantry, one vanguard, two rangers. I had two units of choppy boys, infiltrators, two units of dogs. And then the obligatory um, Iron Striders to go pew-pew. The big <laughs> um, and my first game was against Mr. Adam Lynch, who I played at the team tournament. Um, and his, he was using Custodes then, and I was using Harlequins. And that game was an absolute disaster because it was a horrendous matchup on a horrendous mission for me. And so I was really excited to play and get my revenge, only it turns out it was once again a horrendous <laughs> matchup for me. Um, Adam had put a lot of prep into this game. He'd like kind of practiced a few times on TTS, the matchup. So he yeah, was very well versed in my buffs and he figured out where I was probably going to deploy and so where he could counter deploy and all those sorts of things. Um, and full credit to him, he got first turn and he did exactly what I didn't want him to do, which was bung his entire army in the yeah. middle of the board. Um, he was super aggressive 
Um, and I just didn't really get anything right in this game. Um, it was just... I, my counterpunch from turn one wasn't enough. He then got into my lines with enough stuff um, and had like the no fullback or roll off on the fullback um, Qatar going. And I just got whittled and dwindled away far too quickly. So much so that I scored zero primary in this game. That's how well it went. Uh, uh, my last chickens didn't kill a single unit. Um, and so I didn't get any eradication of flesh. So it was probably one of my, if not the worst defeat I've ever suffered. And I lost 97-19. Yeah, 19 uh, is, that is rough. That was, uh, so it was, really, rough. it was a really good start to my <laughs> experience. Um, I was really happy about that. I felt really good about myself. Mm. I was thinking I've made definitely the right choice here. Um, <laughs> so then I got Death Watch game two um, against Mr. John Burns. And I was like, I recognise his name. It turns out I um, played him um, a while ago at his last UKTC event. And he was running Death Watch then with lots of dreadnoughts. So I was on a Harlequin. So I knew it was going to be a really enjoyable game. We got on really well. Um, the problem with this... Um, the problem with this game fundamentally was that he had a lot of slow moving death watch infantry mm. and i have a lot of big guns and it was kind of a oh you show me a unit i'm not going to kill it oh you show yeah. me a unit i'm not going to kill it I, I was never it was never in any doubt i was always in a really comfortable position but it never felt right um like my deployment zone as i alluded to earlier was just a massive mess of all of these units interviewing. It made moving around quite tricky because I was threading things through, etc. But no, I pretty much tabled him turn four, and that was like a 94-37 win or something like that. So, it's, you know, data scry salvage is always quite a big blowout. Hmm. Um, so that's all good. So I was my one-on-one. -on -one, I was hunting my traditional 2-1 for the day. <laughs> and um, I got to play Diego, who Tom had played. Oh, I played Diego, yes. Lovely guy, yeah. actually. Really nice guy. So this is probably the game I found, well, I played, uh, definitely the game I played the best in, like the most satisfying game for me. Um, so his demon list was the big stuff. So he had Scarbrand, Facecat, Bloodthirster, and Bellicor. He had then Flamers, Bloodletters, uh, Nurglings, you know, like that sort of stuff. Um, and it was Conversion, and... In the same way that some missions don't really click for me, um, conversion seems to click for me. I can just imagine nowhere to go, and it just feels like everything works. Um, he got first turn and didn't really want to show anything, understandably, because whatever he would put out would just die. So that gave me one turn to set my screens. Um, so I had infiltrators top left-hand corner. I had two units of Cerberus Raiders right across the middle. I had my Vanguard just right near the middle with the Techno-Archaeologist with the 12-inch deep strike thing. My main concern in this game was Scarbrand getting in and stopping me from falling back. Um, so I had to make sure that didn't happen. And then on the right-hand side, I had like five Vanguard pushed up, getting my first hidden Archibald objective. Hmm. So then he had to make a decision on his turn too. Like, what did he do? Did he try and drop down and just kill stuff or like what? So he decided to try and clear my screens and hope I couldn't reset those screens again turn two. So his flamers, two units of three flamers came out. Killed my screens, he brought bloodletters over to kill the five vanguard. He dropped down another set of bloodletters to kill the infiltrators, but failed that charge. Mm. It was quite big. It was an eight-inch charge, he failed it. Um, and so that meant it was like, right, 
now it's my time to shine. So I was able to pick up the five, the ten blood letters in that corner, ten blood letters in this corner. Um, he had ten blood letters kind of in that middle ruin, which I charged with Ross Stalkers. Um, nice. My shooting, I was able to pick up both units of Flamers as well, and and the extra Nurglings. And I, at the end of that turn, I just, um, yeah, I just kind of cleared everything and I reset my screens with all my charging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Paul. That's very kind of you. Yeah, Paul Bridge, that's very kind. Thank you very much. Really lovely. Um, and so it came to his turn uh, three. And on the board, he had three Nurglings, Bellacore, and a character. It was each character. That was it. And then, yeah, no to, and then to drop down, he had Scarbrand, Bellacore. Yeah. And the face cap bloodthirster, which he dropped down. The big boys. And the oh, and he had six flamers. So he put these six flamers into some rangers and killed like half of them because they were like in cover and were buffed enough. Um, and then Bellacore chopped up a tank. Face cap bloodthirster killed seven Ross stalkers. Apparently he has eighteen attacks at damage three. That's oh yeah. Yeah, he's horrific. So gross. And but, he ignores know, like modifiers, feel no pains, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, those seven Ross stalkers were. Thanks, Ed Fawcett. We love you, Ed, you babe. You beautiful, beautiful shaven-headed monster. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Scarbrand killed five infiltrators, which I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, you'll um, take that, won't you, all day long. Because <laughs> then I went, right, I'm now going to hit you on twos. And I killed Scarbrand and I killed Bearcore. Um, with my two things. Oh, two of them in a turn is a yeah. lot, man. I, never, was, uh, I never get two great ideas in a turn. It's still so stuck. So, so basically, when Bellicor killed the June Rider, I was like, right, I'm going to auto-explode this just to get some mortals onto Bellicor because I know how annoying he can be. So the Vanguard then lit him up and left him on three wounds. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, this is going to... This is going to be a pain, isn't it? And sure <laughs> enough, I was like, right, I've got these four large chickens. Should I split fire into Bellacore and the Phase Cat Bloodthirst? The Scarbrand was already dead. I was like, no, come on, don't be silly. And sure enough, it, I only got one through, and that was after a reroll, um, just to finish him off. Like, Bellacore's such a pain. And I think full credit has to go to Diego here because he, so for, from, for turn four and five, he had six flamers, although he should have. I just failed a four-inch charge with a unit. That was really annoying, um, <laughs> which would have completely closed off the game. But he had these six flamers. He had face cap bloodthirst, and he had three nurglings. And he played two turns with basically those and was just scrounging out all the points he could. And it finished like 82-70. But like, he definitely not remotely give up. He just, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he was tenacious. Like, very sporting, very friendly, but also was... was going to play his heart out right it was yeah, that kind of play absolutely. and it was a really great game um probably my most enjoyable game of the weekend yeah. so if you're listening diego yeah diego he was of the order hispanicus group wasn't he yeah, yeah. Great, great group of guys absolutely lovely hispanicus. lovely man every time we play them it's lovely so yeah credit credit to you diego so yeah that was my day one do you want me to show you all do our day ones or do you want me to do my day two uh, don't mind how, how are people feeling we can hear more about more vanguards doing vanguard things if you like yeah, sure. I'll just read them. Yeah, yeah, just roll through. Um, Otherwise, so, you have to keep changing your little underscript that you've put. Oh, on. yeah, that is. <laughs> I can't multitask. Um, <laughs> I certainly can't. So, we had a lovely meal in the evening. Um, went to for some Korean barbecue. We did. Um, we did. Very, very tasty. Real nice. um, and then had our traditional Baileys as well. Can't go Yes, that was good. No ice, though. No, they were out of ice. I'd used all the ice up the night before and they hadn't got more. <laughs> the guy wasn't back from the Arctic yet. 
Um, and then I got to play Chaos Demons again. A guy called Julo, who's a very good player, like traditional mm. like four-one player. And his list was a bit more like well-rounded. He wasn't Disciples or Bellacor, but he had um, Beast of Nurgle, he had Fiends, he had Flamers, he had Bellacor, he had Burning Chariot, he had Torment Bringer on Hellflare. Or oh yeah, the, the Wide Boy Chariot. That seems to be popular at the moment. Yeah, he had all yeah. sorts. And it was Tide of Conviction. And in the same way that Conversion, I just it just clicks with me. Tide of Conviction really doesn't. This is a really difficult match for me to um, to analyse because there were so many different things I could have done. I mean, I like in a game quite often you can pinpoint either I was like the game plan was fine, but this bit went wrong or whatever. In here, like from where do I put my vanguard to how do I use my vanguard to different decisions I made of target priority, it's really hard to know what was the issue. Um, Essentially, he made he was a very good player, and he made a really nice move, which I spotted halfway through him doing it, and I was just like, oh, shit. Because he had the Beast of Nurgle, who obviously had this four-up um, fullback yeah. thing, which is, like, ruinous to me. It's very um, scary, yeah. I'd stuck, sent in my five infiltrators to the hidden archivolt objective to kill out the, clear out the Nurglings, and he charged everything into those infiltrators, including the Beast of Nurgle, and um, then obviously kill, and then as he did it, I was like, why is he doing this? And then I was like, ah. Uh. And of course what he did was he killed the infiltrators with something else and then moved the Beast of Nurgle three inches and then six inches into, onto my home field object, or my objective on my right-hand side, which is out in the open, where I put these three bloody Cerberus Raiders who when I'd been, I, they'd been sat out there in the open of their pre-game move, and I was like, I don't know what to do with these. The reason, what should I, uh, I'll just stick them here because they're not going to get shot or anything. And all of a sudden, these beasts of Nurgle are in my, on my home field objective. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, I really hope he fails his four up. He did. So, Yay. Um, but no, I didn't quite, basically he ummed and ahed as well about whether to put Bellacor on his open objective on his side. And eventually he did. I was like, well, I've got to take the bait. So the Vanguard flew over there with the solar flare and uh, he'd taken four wounds from Laz Chickens the turn before and I left Bellacore on one wound. So I'm just going to harp back to with the Vanguard. So harp back to what I said earlier, which is Bellacore's really annoying to kill. Yeah. So all of my incidental shooting did nothing. So, so eventually I had to waste these three Dragoons just to try and get that final um, blow off. That was it, because I actually did kill Bellacore, but he re-rolled the final save. And made the four. Like that's not how it works, right? No one big ever boy, big boy plays. Yeah. No one makes that four up re-rollable. Like no one does that. It's not okay behavior. Um, <laughs> He's broken it, a social contract. Though. Yeah, exactly. Fail <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, basically, the game. The biggest point of the game was that I had these twenty vanguards in uh, twenty ranges on my home field objective, which I had fired 80 shots, picked up seven fiends with, and they were all in cover. And um, I thought I'd screen them out, screened out the six flamers. And what happened was I hadn't, because they can come in six inches if you warp surge and reduce yeah, my yeah. by two. And I'd screened out seven inches. So these flamers <laughs> got straight down the middle of the board uh, and did 54 shots. Oh. And I fully buffed the vanguard unit at the back now, if I'd fully buffed these guys here, they would have been safe, but then my Vanguard unit would have got obliterated. So I don't really... And they were kind of supposed to go and attack his home field. So it's hard to know um, how it would go. 
but um, that was what cost me, and I lost that like 82-62. He had a bottom of turn, which helped, but um, he played it really, really well. Like, he was a very good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, and then very quickly, final game, um, I was going to play into Hell of Doom, which I was really excited about. And then he walked up to the table and went, oh, have they not told you I've dropped? Oh. So, oh, okay, cool. Um, so then I went over to um, find out who I was be repaired into, and I was repaired into a chap called Will, who was currently 0-4, um, and he was playing with guard. Now, I say 0-4, but I looked at his results, and he'd lost by 3 points, 4 points. He'd lost 92-82 to Chris Radford's Space Wolf. Oh, wow. And, and yeah. Chris Radford's a very, very good player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't going to be easy, and his list was not your traditional list, because um, he had a Bane Sword, um, and he also had two Death Strikes, and he had two Hellhounds, and just a load of tanks. Um, and essentially this game came down to the fact that I played really, really badly, but I did one good thing, um, which was I took inspiration from David Gaylard when he played um, Lee Churchwood at Teams, uh, for those of you who don't know, Lee got first turn, obliterated David Gaylard's arm. We did. We thought we were going to beat Dice Down. We thought we were going to beat Dice Down for one... Totally one, reasonable thought to have had. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> and then David Gaylard wrapped his entire army around the middle of the board, around Lee Churchwood's scout sentinels. Yeah, if you've noticed, like, the sen sentinels are not deploying in the middle of the board so much these days. It's because people have started wrapping entire armies around them, and it's not, it's not good. So <laughs> I was like, oh, this could work. So I went plus three move three-inch move, minus one um, save, and charged my vanguard in, and some rust stalkers, and some Cerberus raiders, and some infiltrators, and we all kind of just had a good party in the middle, and it kind of secured me on primary. Um, I can't understate or overstate how many stupid things I did in this game. <laughs> my buffs wrong to, oh, your death strike's going to land in the middle, so I guess I might as well pull out of engagement my vanguard, who have wrapped this thing. I'll enclose him in a circle, but I'll pull out so that I can shoot with them. Not thinking that obviously that means his army can then shoot into my vanguard. Mm. Um, I, in my mind, I was just like, well, it's only the death of the mortal wounds that are coming down. Like, it, just, it was a classic <laughs> game fight. I, so, I chose the wrong secondary. I chose um, a creature of knowledge rather than bring it down, which mathematically bring it down just gives better results. I don't understand how I got to the wrong decision there. Um, so I played horrendously, apart from that one killer move, which won me the game in primary because it finished seven, uh, 83 76. Oof, that's so, a good game. Um, yeah, I was always in the lead, so at one point I was like 60 30 up, right? But he had bottom turn, and gradually, eventually the Vanguard died. Um, he did this really cool move where he worked out, he remembered he could fire into combat, and his Sentinel was on one wound. Mm. So he didn't give himself the order to re-roll ones because ones to hit hit his own army in combat mm. so he fired into my vanguard and then the one used the ones to kill his scout sentinel so the scout sentinel died so then the rest of his army could shoot the vanguard mm. so that's like quite that's cool. cool um but yeah scraped scraped the win so i finished 3-2 very nice and how do you feel about the admet having taken them through what is a probably a tough meta in some ways for them i think yeah i think i avoided the nastiness custody is obviously quite bad for them but Dean, the army's got would, so much yeah. anti-demon tech and there's a lot of demons out there mm -hmm. and i could definitely have won that that game um that that's the one on the friday or uh, the sunday morning yeah um, they've definitely got play i would need to play into venga boys 
I would need to play into Mortis. Um, I think uh, that I was. I think it was really enjoyable. Like using the big bricks, you can do a lot of the big big bricks um, in terms of like m movement and wrapping and trapping and stealing mm -hmm. objectives. And when it's fully buffed, they're like they're really yeah. um, they're really hard to shift. So. I think they're really cool. A lot of people just don't know what they do either, which yeah. obviously just means you can cheat it's, constantly. It's got a bit of the GSC uh, factor about it, I think. I do yeah. think, in terms of the way I think you have, you manoeuvre those big slabs of guys and and having a bit of tricks and also being unusual in the meta. Um, and yeah. also the reasons they're good at demons, I think, are reasons GSC quite like demons as well. It's it's interesting. But no, it was really cool. I think it's 60% win rate. Got to nerf them now. Break if they're broken. They are, they are officially a 60% win rate, are yeah, mess so. up. And thank you, thank you, Simon Harris, who says, can I just say, Chris, uh, as someone who plays Admech at tournaments regularly, this just happens with Admech. There are so many things to organise in micro. Those kind of misplays are always waiting. Yeah, this is the thing. If you, play, you know, technically demanding armies, it can get you, right? You know, mm. it can happen. Absolutely. It was fun. It was good fun. Right. Well, let's go. Let's take it to a green skin place. Because this was Aaron's first event with the Orcs. So, Aaron, do you want to take as well? Not your first event, because obviously you did have the very demanding home turf RTP one <laughs> one case. First two thousand point. First proper big boy tournament with the Orcs. So, do you want to tell yeah. people quickly what you took and then rattle through your games? Yeah, it just took a triple kill rig uh, goth pressure list. Storm boys, Snagger boys in it. Um, mm -hmm. War boss and war bike, etc. Triple kill um, rig, right? Yeah, a couple of kill rigs. So. <laughs> and another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had a lot of fun um, practicing with them and starting to get them painted up. Uh, Scrivo is very kindly lending me some of his while yeah. I'm trying to paint the rest of them because it's yeah, quite you, a, being a good team, laborious mate. task. Um, but yeah, so first up, I played, and this was probably my favourite game just for the army it went into. But I played a lovely lad called Daniel Crook, um, and he's World Eaters. So it's oh, the first nice. time I played against World yeah, Eaters, yeah, first yeah. time I'd seen them in person. Um, it was it was beautiful. Like we had Angron, um, a load of eight bound, exalted eight bound, etc., etc. Um, I think it was just a really cool, really cool game, really cool guy. And um, sort of the one defining piece of that game, I think, really was um, we spoke about it afterwards. But he essentially, he put his rhino with two units of berserkers in the little L that's on the line, and I charged and wrapped it with fifteen storm boys and blew the rhino up. Yeah. Um, so obviously, all the berserkers went. Um, <laughs> that's a beautiful. sad day that is Chris loves a rhino rap doesn't he hmm. but I've been <laughs> afterwards and uh, Daniel says like because he's played just so many shooting armies recently he just auto deployed it there like not really sort of <laughs> taking that moment and breath uh, but I've done that in the next game uh, so I did win that game um, I think that was 95-62 uh, um, and then next up I played into Mark Cordry and his guard mm-hmm and this is where I done what Daniel done in the last one. Big fan just... of the channel is Mark. <laughs> he <laughs> loves our work. What I was doing, and uh, I we got to deployment and we went for our reserves now. And I forgot to say and put all of my um, kill rigs in reserve because he was playing a very tuned guard list with the casking bomb, the plasma yeah. executioners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they should not have been on the table. They should have been three d six charging from reserves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that did not go my way. Um, <laughs> he did. He helped, you, he helped you get them anyway. back in. The, he helped you get them back in reserves, didn't he? he just took them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, they didn't last that long. <laughs> 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 but 
But um, no, it was still, still a pretty good game. And obviously, I think it would have been a bit closer. It's still obviously in uh, Mark's favour. But that one I lost, um, I think it was 46-96. Uh, uh, um, okay. And then my last game uh, of the first day was against... Uh, I said my dad straight away because uh, he's got the same name, but James Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you said that on the day. Like, I'm playing my yeah. dad. We were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> be a hell of an EastEnders-style storyline. Yeah, it. pretty cool because I didn't know he played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was uh, playing Blood Angels, and I must say this was such a cool army. The whole Blood Angels thing was done with a um, uh, samurai theme so it had like the uh is it the jinto mask demons like that was the chaplain and everything mm. they all had special uh, jet packs on it was just an absolutely beautiful army to look at mm. um and i confused james at the start and i deployed on my back line with everything my kill rigs all that sort of stuff and he was like oh and he got first turns like where do i go um so sort of bamboozled him a bit with that and then came up and just sort of ate everything <laughs> uh, very very quickly and um, yeah. that was a 98-49 win for me very nice so a nice nice end to um, day one and obviously uh, get, got to hang out with everyone and relive it all for the rest of the evening yeah um, and then the first game of game two was into Benedict uh, Borrodale and his Yanari yes and yes. which we were very confident you me were and Chris Several pints in me and Chris like, you're just going to smash him, mate. Be fine. He can't deal with you. He can't Run him over. It's too much stuff. He doesn't have enough stuff. You'll just drown him. <laughs> and that's Benedict's today. He's like, it was my first time playing into them, uh, you know, and he's like, whenever he plays Orcs, he's like, it's a knife-edge game. And yeah. either he kills enough that he can get the rest of the way through on one particular turn, or he doesn't, and he, yeah. the entire army folds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I asked him that question. And I, I got right into his home objective on turn one with some um, truck boys, took out his Harlequin troop, tagged his D cannons. I just really oh. got in there to be annoying. Um, oh. And I had the second wave of everything coming up. But um, I also took out a couple of units of Rangers um, and was lost on his striking scorpions. Mm. So it really took a big dent out of it and was ready to cut. But then uh, in his first turn, he picked up all three of my kill rigs. <laughs> Um, and they were just far enough back that obviously when my stagger boys were out, they were a turn too far away mm. from getting out and getting into his lines, um, which meant that he just picked them up in his turn because he managed to keep everything far enough away. And I ended up going down on that uh, 55-92. Um, and the final game of the day I had was against Guard again. Okay. And this was against uh, Joshua the Gent Jones, lovely, lovely guy from Leeds. Um, and he had a very heavy infantry list, but no Karsakin. But he did have a unit of shock troops with the key to do a bit of shenanigans and some uh, Tempest Signs detachment. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, they're they're uh, popping up more at the moment. Yeah, and then the, the Vanquisher Lehman Russ and three Plasma Lehman Russes. Uh, still a hefty amount of that as well. And this time I did start all of my Keurigs off the board. I remembered that this time. Good lad. Um, but it actually... They didn't do too much actually because it all came down to a um, sort of an infantry battle, and he sort of layered these lines of um, infantry squads in there to like protect his tanks. Mm -hmm. But then obviously I don't really have a lot to get into his tanks with, even even if the kill rigs are on the board. I don't have great stuff into his tanks except for sort of wrapping them and tying them up. 
Um, and what that sort of allowed me to do with some commandos and storm boys was just throw myself forward and um, just hit one line and then consolidate into the next and just sort of get up in his grill a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I managed to take that one uh, 98.53. Very good. Um, so yeah, it ended up going 3-2, which was great. But I think yeah, the, yeah. the big thing for this event for me was every single one of my opponents was lovely. It's my favorite event for opponents. Everyone oh, was great. absolutely That's really good. You would say Tom Babes, they were absolutely wonderful. Nothing but joy and like really hope to play them all again. And um, yeah, it was a really, really good event. That's good. I, th I like to think that's the average experience. And I know you'd had a couple of unlucky ones at different times, so that's really nice mm. that you played. It's the Northwest doing its thing, people being yeah. friendly, friendly sorts. Oh, excellent, man. That's really good. And I think for a first proper outing with the Orcs, that's a really good result as well. I think Yunari has... It sounds like your lad was able to stay very, very calm under a lot of pressure, frankly, yeah. to pull all of those different things off. Um, given the position you put him in turn one. So I'd have actually loved to have watched that game to see see how that was dug out. It sounds like an amazing game. Um, yeah, and you'll, you'll flatten him next time because me and Chris are confident <laughs> that it's a good match. <laughs> if you've been playing me or Chris, you'd have flattened us. This, <laughs> this was a one-off, Aaron. Next yeah, time yeah, yeah. Next time. Just do the same thing again. It'll go totally different. Do the exact next same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Exactly that. Exactly that. Swissy says better folk up north. Yeah, not going to dispute that. Some yeah, the ones that live up north. north. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them come down this way and bother us. Bother us in the in the central lands. Right. Okay. True demon lord. Let's hear it. What what faction were you running, true demon lord? So I decided to do something very different and run chaos demons. Oh my I, word! Wow. I know. Right. <laughs> I am on the. the, the I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, nah. But I am running the. I guess everyone's like, oh, I'm a bandwagon jumper because I'm running the new hotness and zinch, which, okay. It's very good into the current meta, but I've gone back to my old roots of where I started with demons, mono zinch. Yeah. There's a place in my heart, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I've gone with the mono zinch. I've got Chris's best mate, Bellacor, in the list, obviously. <laughs> um, and we've got a Fate Skimmer, a Flux Master. I've. Put in ten pink horrors only as a placeholder, okay, um, and ended up loving them. Like they were probably my second favorite unit the entire weekend. So oh, they're right. staying. In. They're going to stay in there. Nice. Um, we had two exalted flamers. We had just sixteen flamers, not the full eighteen. So, um, yeah, I know, right? Not good enough. Um, and then we had two units, five screamers, and then the three burning chariots. So. Nice. It's a it's a really really fast list. Really resilient against shooting, which a lot of the meta is at the moment, or a lot of the, the higher up meta. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a lot of tricks as well, as you would expect with Zinch. So, um, but I, it's a really fun list list to use. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, first game I went in when I drew it, or when the parents went up, it was Custodes. I in all the years I played competitive 40k, I've never managed to beat Custodes competitively. So I was like, oh great! I was like, brilliant. <laughs> I uh, rocked up to the table and I had a really wonderful opponent called Guy who actually was at his first ever like two day event. So that like, oh I've got to be I've got to be nice, Frank. I can't be try hard Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, <laughs> I, I, I just thought he's all he's got shooting wise really was was the ten missiles on yeah, three units of three bikes and the the bike captain. Normal stuff really. Mm. Um so he had ten missiles, I was like, Bellock will be fine. He won't he won't get Bellock with us. So I deployed everything on the front line and I was like just Come at me. I went first, so I kind of just 
screaming forward, lined up my screamers to to kind of bait him out and to, to go into them, set up for the next turn to wait for his trap. I'll wait for him to come out to trap him and then hit him with the flamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he moved out, went for the went for the um, went for the screamers, and then it was it was quite a straightforward game of jump forward. Um, but he when he deployed, he had a redeploy and he deployed his bikes back, which I think was a massive mistake. So he wasn't able to get as far forward as he could. So when he did come forward, I was again able to move forward, stop him getting forward, mm-hmm. hit his bikes. I ended up killing I think, six bikes in one turn and a squad of guys as well. Um, which at that point I was just like I am like with most of the bikes gone I'm because they were the scary units the rest yeah, of it yeah. not so much with all them gone then Bellacor was able to mop up the middle mm-hmm. um, Bellacor did actually go down because his last unit three bikes come forward shot him and he I think he hit hit and winded twice I fell both my four plus saves um, took a lot of damage from that and then he just got lucky with his stabbies in combat and Bellacor went down but oh. at that point I had already had the had the game anyway so. Mm. And that was a that was a fun game, quite an enjoyable game. Guy was a was a cool, cool dude. Um, but I was I was just really happy to get that win over Custodius. I got that out yeah, of the way. I, I hate them. They're one of my yeah. Teams. I don't like them. Yeah. And I was like, yes, got got them out of the way. Beat the Custodius, and I was like, right, what have I got round two? And I was like, oh, Dark Angel. I was like, great. So <laughs> we had um, three three massive blocks of ten Terminators, which he split two of them into fives. He had three two man command squad like. Uh, Deathwing command squads, your usual smattering of characters: the bike, the bike, apothecary, Ezekiel, Azriel, the banner, um, and then the land speedery character is Dark Talon. Is that what it's called? Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. no, Talon, Talon Master, Talon Master. Talon Master. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And then was that it? I think that was it. So I didn't know what to expect. This is my first time into the, the big, the boogeyman Dark Angels this <laughs> in this season. So I was like, okay, he's going to come forward. He's going to. He's going to take the objective. So he, he went first, moved forwards, um, got onto two of the, his two at home, or advanced his stuff onto his side of the objectives. We were playing. The data Scry, what's the one where you did him? Yeah, yeah, the, the data Scry. Yeah, that's right. Which I, I don't mind as a mission. So he moved on his, and then he moved up to the center. So in my, my turn, I used my screamers, threw them up, blocked out his um, unit of 10 Terminators, and then he had his two units of, two, two units of five that moved up on the other side. Hmm. Jump my flames up, jump my chariots up, and wipe the the two units of five with ease. And I was like, "These archangel terminators aren't that tough. I'm not going to have any trouble with this." So pulled <laughs> them down. Everything moved forward. He moved forward, killed the screamers, moved on to the objective, and then with psych power, which I wasn't able to deny with my normal denial or the four plus, removed the objectives, killed off my um my horrors. So I was like, "Oh no, great!" So I'm I'm going to lose primary a lot on this. And yeah, yeah. Actually, it, that moment turned out to be really big. So. I was like, okay, I'll deal with unit 10 Terminators, and then turn three, I'll go over and I'll jump at the other two units of five. Except that unit 10 Terminators took me to turn five to get rid of because he just, <laughs> I just couldn't get past, it was all of a sudden couldn't get past the four pluses. Bellacor ran into combat, killed zero for two turns. Um, <laughs> I eventually I eventually managed to get through them, but I was just like, oh. And then, best part about it though was Azu and Ezekiel both ran into my unit 10 Horrors, and the unit of 10 Horrors was. Completely, completely untouched at ten, and I ended the turn. I think with five pinks, six blues, and I think I ended up with like a brim. So I was like, <laughs> it's even bigger, like my offset and all that. Um, so I was trying to pull it out where it took me like nearly three turns to get through this unit ten. I had jumped to the other side, ended up killing the terminators. I'm like, cool, I pulled them off the objective. Um, I've got more objectives. I don't need to do anything else. I'm about to win this game, 
and I had it at, um, I think I had it at 8077 to me, and I was like, cool, I got it. It was a half five, but I got it. And the guy was like, you know, sticky objectives is a thing in this mission, right? And I was like, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh, no. So because, because I forgot about it, I didn't go for that third objective, which meant he won 7776. And I was like, oh, oh man. Uh, it was gutted. I turned, I turned the Courtney, right? Um, and I, I just looked at her and she was, she was just looking at me like, oh, no, oh, oh no. no. She, she understands what's going on now. She's been to enough events. So she was looking well, yeah, at going. Say she's watched a whole bunch of Yeah, games, and right? so she, she gets it. And she, she was looking going, no, you really? I was like, I oh, know. So, yeah, it was gotten. But do you know what? You know when you go into that game and it, it's, it was a silly mistake, but I was like, I lost that game just because I forgot one thing. Yeah. So I was quite happy maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, some dice I didn't quite go my way but you know I wasn't too gutted I was a bit like oh, but you know not a bad result going into that kind of matchup to no, come no, out no. with a result like that so I was like no, okay and then I went into World Eaters game 3 which I was like uh oh like World Eaters were a bit of a bit of a nasty matchup but luckily the guy took uh, two War Dogs and three uh, Rapier Batteries which I was like awesome like less combat stuff more shooting stuff that's fine <laughs> um, but it, exactly, yeah, they, yeah they weren't they weren't very good but uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I wouldn't expect I, them to be <laughs> i don't know if that was because it was against me because he was shooting all three up saves or what but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah he had his 15 8 bound he had the lord avocado so he had the four with oh, yeah. uh, of eight bloody steps uh two units of five berserkers a rhino and a couple units of jackals and then the obligatory three spawn um and then so he went first. I lined up my screamers on the line to stop him, like throwing eight bounds straight into to my flamers and all that. Um, he threw one unit of um, berserkers in. They kill one screamer, and then the four screamers ended up killing all the all the berserkers back, which I was like, awesome, cool. Um, and then I thought he was a bit too passive during the game because he had two units of eight bound, one behind one objective at, on an objective behind a building for about two, three turns, mm. and then another unit he kept back for another turn behind a building. So. Um, he moved stuff into the centre. I jumped forward with Bellacore and my Flamers. Um, my unit of six um, got round to hit his 5-8 um, his bound in uh, the Ruin. So I was like, these might be a bit of a struggle to bring down. I might end up leaving like two of them. So I angled my chariots in a bit of a dangerous position, but I'm like, I have to. I have to get rid of these 8 bound. And I blocked out the other 8 bound so they couldn't get to me straight away. Um, and then the unit of six Flamers wiped them out, and it wasn't even close like I, I think I ended up rolling something like 48 shots and I was hitting on twos, re-rolling ones. I was winning on twos, re-rolling ones. And then he made something like, like he had like five up saves, uh, five up in ones. And I think he passed like four or five of them and then just for the rest. I was like, oh, great. So now I'm really exposed. So I pulled off a night as well with um, my chariots. I thought they might as well do something before they die. But the chariots were absolutely amazing. Like he ran into the chariots and bounced like the four plus save and the t6 and the nine wounds like they are quite tough so mm. um but getting to, i was going into my turn four so i was going second and i was like 26 points down i was like oh no like i have not been scoring so like, i need to i need to get a move on so lucky enough in the last in the last turn i turned it around and ended up getting i think 80 73 so Oof. it was yeah. a case of he scored a lot early then ran out of stream because i killed him and i sat mm. back a bit because i didn't want to get charged by everything and then just went for it late game Mm. Um, but that was a really fun game. Um, he was a demon player as well that had jumped on the world eaters, so we were able to have a lot of like demons chat and a lot of banners. So that was a really fun game. Um, and then into day two, I got guard, which I was a bit like, 
I was I wasn't too scared because I, I know they're quite scary, but I was like, I'm quite good in the guard just because of my saves. Um, so he went first again. As he moved the sentinel up, tried to get onto the objective for the tertiary points, but with like an inch out on the advance. Um, and then he moved the chimera up that had Kazakins in um, up to the midfield behind my um, behind the objective in my territory. And then he, he left it there. He couldn't see nothing, so he didn't shoot anything. And he had no artillery or mortars or anything. So he just kind of set up for the next turn. So I then pulled out my pink horrors, wrapped around the sentinel, because who doesn't love wrapping sentinels? Um, and then my screamers came out and wrapped around the um, the chimera and knocked it, brought it down to like two wounds. Nice. So he couldn't he couldn't bring the um, he couldn't move it out because I wrapped it, and he couldn't bring the guys out either. So I was like, that'll deal with that for a turn. Um, and then it, again, it was just a systematic case of he couldn't really. I blocked him in with both my units the screamers. So he couldn't move his tanks around. Um, and then my my flamers and my um, my burner chariots were pretty pretty immense in that game. Like anything they touched. Mm. Died. Yeah, I love um, at the moment. They're I know. Yeah, they are really good. And then Bellicor, Bellicor was more of a paperweight in that game. He didn't really do anything to the last. <laughs> the last couple, like he was just sat behind the building, just going, "I'll wait until like almost everything's dead, then I'll come out." And then I was like, "I'm going to bring him out. If he dies, he dies." At this point, I don't think I need him. It was the other stuff doing the bits. Brought him out. He fired all five tanks of Bellicor, took four wings off him. So I was like, "Oh, I have nothing to worry about." And Bellicor went in, chopped up two tanks, chopped up another tank, and Boom. yeah, so. Beautiful. I was really happy. I think that ended 97-33, so... I, oh, amazing. Smashed him. <laughs> I, I hammered the poor guy, um, but I was, like, really confident. And then going into round three, I played up into guard again, which I didn't know how to feel about it because he had a lot of mortars and, like, death strike and all that. Ah, and... Uh, the death strike. Yeah, so... Okay. not Yeah. So, um, I, so, I went first, and I think I have a really bad habit of going three and one into the final game and then just like crapping my pants and playing completely different um, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's I've done it at Southampton you and, and all of us here. we've all been there yeah so I decided I went first and I thought you know what screw it I can I can take his shooting I'm just gonna throw everything out and um, so I put everything but Bellacore and like the horrors like on the middle objectives mm-hmm. and I would just like get through all my saves like I don't think you've got enough shots to do it um, he he's I mean I guess if I rolled average on my saves, I would have been okay. But, like, I was rolling, like, 10 three-up saves and passing, like, three of them. And it was just like that. And then I was just losing stuff. I was like, oh, awesome. So he kind of pulled me down in that turn. So I just was paying for the amount of points that I could. But at the end of turn three, we were just like, look, let's just talk the last, like, round up. Yeah. We've got, like, another hour and a half. And if I, like, we finish this now, I can start my four-and-a-half-hour journey home early. <laughs> so... Um, so unfortunately, I, in hindsight, I, on the whole way home, I was thinking to myself, if I play it like this, how does it happen? And obviously, I can't say for definite I would win it. No. But I'm a, I, have, I was very confident if I had played it more passive, made him come out and then gone at it, I think I might have had a really good chance of pulling it. Yeah. So another three and two, which I was really gutted with. And I finished, finished 66 out of 250, mm-hmm. whatever. Which at first I was really gutted with, but I've had a lot of people say, why are you upset? That's still like a decent result. It's a, and it's a very good result, yeah. So um, I was like, okay, you know, I think I'm being a bit too a bit too hard on myself on that. So I was like, okay, another three and two, like, going in the right direction. I'm really enjoying the list. Um, and my two losses were to two of the best games in the army, uh, in the, two of the best armies in the game at the moment. Yeah. And they were really close losses, or, or one, one was a really close loss, one was a loss that, if I had done it differently, 
would have been a bit different. So yeah, no, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, overall, I had I had some really good games and a really good weekend. It, you know, it was a really good event, um, and it was definitely worth the really long journey to, to get out there. But, um, <laughs> I'm glad because we we yeah. did peer pressure you into coming. No, I think I think it's a good show, man, and I think the meta is a little bit loopy in in some ways at the moment, and I yeah. I think there's only a few armies that can reliably and comfortably expect to cruise through those later rounds when there are some armies that are in very pushed places. Demons can do well, but demons are having to really scrap, I think, to be in that conversation, and you've obviously yeah, played definitely. really well. How do you feel about Zinch? Is that still the direction you'd want to go with the with the army? Yeah, so obviously we've got this data slate coming up, so I'm holding off. Well, I say holding off. Like, Luckily for me, I've got... You name it, demon, I've got it. So I can run pretty much any list. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a case of, oh, do I need to buy this or not? I just play whatever I, I want to play at the time. So for me at yeah, the moment, yeah. I'm on the Zinch train. I think it's good, but I'm also playing it from a point of view of, I love Zinch anyway, it's my favourite of the gods. So, mm. um, but I know that if, if Zinch was to get hit quite hard in this um, in this data slate and not much else would, I think i jump on the, the Sinesh train. I think... Seeing that list do quite well at the moment, having a few conversations with people and then seeing Hyder run that list in person on the weekend mm. um, has got me really excited to it, it looks a to want to run. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I love really fast combat lists and I I really like, I've been toying with the idea of like 60 Demonettes and like 18 Fiends and then going from there. So, but um, if not, I, I, cause that's a, that's a, if it happens scenario, if this mm. doesn't get hit, I stick with Zinch. The decision is, do I drop Bellacore or not? That's the decision. So we'll see. Um, I have another um, a 60-man RTT this Saturday in Canterbury. Oh, exciting. My way. Very um, so same list I've been running uh, ran last weekend. So I'm quite excited to see that. And then I think next event is the London Open. So yeah, I'll have a look there and we'll see. But you know, the, the data set, I think it's going to be quite interesting to see yeah, where that we end up. Well, that's exciting, and I do. I think an RTT when you've got all the reps and the experience from that sort of big event will be great. Actually, if you're really yeah, nice to go and, and sort of run through it that way, sweet. All right. Well, I will rattle through my games very quickly, and then we'll get into something else because like, we've 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 gone in depth, boys. <laughs> we've gone very in depth. So I took the GSC again. So GSC, as we know, are very good at the moment. I had Industrial Affinity Cult with all the usual subfaction traits, um, a bunch of neophytes supporting characters, Kellamorph. Um, a couple of acolytes and pure grain, pure strain, uh, pre-game moving gene stealers, all of that stuff. Uh, but I was also having some fun, and I was just experimenting. I had, I had 20 bikes, but I'd also brought some aberrants, eight aberrants with a 3d6 charge out of deep strike, <laughs> woo, and the biophagus to amp them up. So he gives a five-up feel of pain to one of the bike slabs before the game, which is actually very nice. Makes this one really, really chewy. Uh, 10 mana bikes that just takes a lot of shifting um, and then he can give the aberrants a 5 up feel no pain so you get these tough T5 minus 1 damage 5 up feel no pain 3 wounds each slab of wounds um, with hammers now they don't have that many attacks uh, so this is something people point out then their actual melee output sometimes leaves a little bit to be desired yes and I, apparently I had 7 pints on the Friday night there was some sort of malicious rumours in our 6 plus plus chat because we went out for drinks on the Friday John took an opportunistic photo of seven empty bike passes <laughs> sent it into our chat, my phone had died so I wasn't in this conversation, sent it into the chat and claimed that I had drunk seven pints uh, no, because as people who know me know, I would have been on the floor and unable to do anything, and that, that would have been the end of my tournament already, because I'm such a lightweight. Um, so the Aberrant, I was really excited to use. I, it was 
I think the thing with the Biophagus is I love that the buffs that he can hand out, but the only unit he can reliably give buffs to is the Aberrants because he can choose. And so to ru if you are running him, it makes sense to run some Aberrants, and I was keen to try them and see how we do. So I played Diego round one, um, who Chris has played. So he's got three big demons, he's got some flamers, he's got infantry demons. In my experience, big monster demons isn't a massive problem for GSC. Um, because you, they can't stop you getting angles on and killing all the stuff that isn't big demons and then the big demons themselves aren't enough to play the mission and win the game most of the time. Um, but what I had decided going into this was that the one thing I wanted to do this weekend um, was to get the Aberrants into Scarbrand because Scarbrand gives the Aberrants plus one attack at which point suddenly they've got loads of attacks and I could pop a bunch of buffs, plus one strength, re-roll all wounds against monsters and I'd math this out a bit and I was like, I'm pretty sure that one shot Scarbrand most of the time. That looks pretty good. That'll be fun to do. Um, and we got to his turn two. He springs his attack. He brings some flamers in and he pulls off a beautiful trap where he's got Scarbrand, some corn demons, some other bits and bobs all tagged around one of my, at the top of one of my bike squads but then I absolutely ruined him because I'd taken the casualties from his attack from the middle of the squad and then took the bikes that he'd wrapped out from coherency failure and then he was like oh no I'm, I'm, my trap hasn't worked and he was stood in front, <laughs> stood in front of all my guns um, but the aberrants went into Scarbrand and failed to kill him and I was very sad He was how close did they come Tom? two wounds two wounds they forced 14 saves damaged 3 he had 17 wounds at the time so if he fails, he could... Yeah, I mean, it was close, actually, when you put it like that. I was a little bit unlucky on the on the wounding, but it didn't yeah, didn't make it through. And then Scarbrand was very angry and started chopping up Aberrants. But they did hold him up for one turn, which was actually all I needed to, to then kill him and clean up that game. So Diego played it very well, very tenacious, but tough matchup for him. Second game, played Space Wolves. Sam Nash. Space Wolves are really fun right now. If you have Space Wolves, go and play them. It's a very fun time to play them. They, you just have tons of cheap angry units where you've got lots of melee lots of melter just flying around very it's like blood angels on steroids at the minute um and sam sam had some wolfen um and i learned a couple of things what wolfen just kill bikes for days because he sent one five man into one of my 10 men of bikes and it died straight away i was like what if i send the one with the five up feel no pain in? they die as well they die, <laughs> they die they die really hard and actually this game was a close game that I was looking... I'd done all right. I'd got first turn. I'd pruned off lots of his cheaper units, and I was feeling relatively in control. But then some Wolfen were basically going to break through to my backfield, which was potentially a massive disaster on Data Sky. Um, but then three of them failed to kill the Kelomorph in melee combat, um, <laughs> which is just one of those moments in a game where you're just like, well, I don't understand that. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how that's happened. I don't know how he's alive. Um, but fortunately, I was then able to blast my way out. So I had a little bit of the old luck of the laughing god there. Um, and I played Sam before, and he's a lovely boy, and, and got the win. But that definitely had me very alarmed at quite what Space Wolves are capable of doing. Third game. What on earth did I play third game? Oh, God. Oh, I played Miles. Miles, who's a lovely, lovely man on a lovely, beautifully painted guard army. Um, but it wasn't the conventional stuff. He didn't have Kazakin, didn't have mortars. He had the field ordnance batteries. He had a few other cool things oh rough riders they were beautiful a rogal dawn so it was a mix of stuff he also had sly marbo who came down and killed my acolyte icon war which was hilarious <laughs> just popped up just shot the banner guy in the head and then disappeared again and i was like oh i needed him i like him <laughs> I, I want him around 
Um, in the end, Sly Marbo died on a Hail Mary charge into a 20 blob at the back and when he when he reappeared the next turn. Didn't make it through the Webbers, sadly for him. But um, So, I, was, I mean, that was a good game, but I, th- I think Mars didn't know the matchup very well and I, I was able to sort of out-muscle him and I, I know how to play into guard. If they let you get at them, I can, I can destroy that sort of infantry build pretty happily because Webbers just love guardsmen. You fire Webbers at a guardsman squad, it's 12 hits and falls immortal wounds. Yeah. And it's just like, nice there's not a lot of squad left once you do that a few times <laughs> with, your, with your different bricks. Um, and then next day I had, oh, I had Ed Watts, who is a brilliant player. Uh, he plays for Glass Hammer these days. Space Wolves, lots of, it's the same deal, lots of melee Space Wolves. But, but Ed had a unit that some of you might now be familiar with called the Desolation Squad desolators space marines and these were artillery space marines he had 10 of them and they sat in the back ruin and they fired lots and lots of rockets on my little purple head wasn't good my poor little gene stealers were exploding all over the spot they didn't like it at all the bikes were really struggling with it but the five up feel no pain squad was actually absorbing this much better than he'd initially thought so much so that what ed did was stuck a head out so they could fire their dark lance bit as well to kill that bike squad, at which point I was like, oh, no, no. And then I dropped 20 near fights in and just killed all 10 of them. I was like, wait, again, <laughs> get in the bin, Desolation Squad. But sadly, Tide of Conviction, I don't, I've played Tide of Conviction into like melee, fast melee Marines twice. Now the White Scars, I lost to Rafa Harbinson at Beachhead. And both times, it's just been really hard to stop like a breakthrough by a bunch of jump pack guys at some stage. I have to sort of play round him and then get on through the shooting, whereas he can just have a turn where he breaks through decisively in one go, whereas mine's like a two-stage process jump, shoot, take on, which meant he just got ahead of me on the scoring, and I found it really hard to, to catch up at the end. Um, and then final game, I had the Aberrants. I played Josh Wood on guard, and <laughs> he just shot the absolute crap out of me in his turn one. He went first. He killed all the bikes pretty much. So like two bikers, three bikers left in one of the squads. He teleported his Kazakin in. Then I'd no sold him by redeploying the blip. So they only had bikes to shoot at, but they did kill the icon ward. So he'd gone hyper aggressive. And then I basically just gummed his tanks up with neophytes and managed to sort of scrap around for points and kill. All, I killed all the infantry. That's always the crucial thing to stop boots on the ground and stop him playing the mission. Um, but it was so tight. I had to play very, 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 very focused. Um, to dig that out, planted a couple of bombs, managed to drop a squad in, plant a bomb, take an objective at the end. Um, and there was a point where I think I think if a neophyte runs, I had like one or two neophytes left on a top objective holding it, and if he runs, I might have lost. It was very, very close. So I took it something like 83, 70, something, I can't remember. But amazing game. Josh came on very strong, and I had to be very, very janky to pull that one off, using my endless walls of unkillable obsec. <laughs> <laughs> oh the aberrants failed their charge from reserves as well no. so they, they came in and they were like oh we're going to get this tank and like, no nah, we're not we're going to sit Finished away. in style they did eventually kill a Lehman Russ after they'd been shot for a bit they then walked out and killed it in the next turn but in so they had one good game in the space wars they killed a bunch of stuff killed the chaplain on bike killed a bunch of units but they they were really fun Oh, in the Miles game, actually, there was one good moment with the Aberrants where I slung them through. They killed a bunch of... They killed... He had some Bulgrim. They killed all the Bulgrim. But then they, the Aberrants were just stood in front of his gun line, and all this was the turn where all my neophytes and stuff had dropped in, and I popped... There's a strat you can pop where a big 20-man can't be targeted unless it's the nearest thing, which meant that I had a whole turn with this unit sat on the primary. 
he shot the Aberrants. It took his whole army to kill the Aberrants, but then I got another turn shooting with the Neophytes to just keep demolishing all of his stuff with the Webbers and the Seismics. So that was actually very big in that game. They died like heroes. Um, yes, John, you might say they were an Aberrant pick for the army. Thank you for that. That's... Um, that's very good. I don't know that the Aberrants will be in the next list. We'll have to see. I'm going to test. I'm playing Jack tomorrow, so I'll, I'm going to test some different stuff. It got me thinking this event because I think I don't think the durability of the bikes cuts it into what we're currently dealing with. And if if they're not achieving that job of being durable, then it's like that's hundreds of points. Of, Sounds of like you need ten that. more bikes. No, I don't. I don't think thirty bikes is the one. I've, I've attempted to go down to little little packs of bikes just for the demos, um, and put that into vehicles and some other mission play, and, and try and try and spread the threats around a bit and have a bit more, a lot more demo charges um, for killing specifically Space Marines because they're back, and they need to be killed. Um, but we'll see. I'll try, I need to try a few things out and see. De a death strike is also one possibility <laughs> just, just for the lulls of. Blowing making up the artillery. Yeah, out. that's it. Making them walk around because I can make it difficult ground and then they've got to wander around and they're trying to get out. It's, oh, it'd be quite funny, but we'll see. Right. Okay. That was Manchester. We had a great time. That was really fun. I was very chuffed to get a 4-1 in that environment. Um, I think Ed fully deserved to win the game that I lost and I'll keep plugging away at it. Maybe London Open will be the one. Maybe we'll be able to push a bit higher. Maybe the meta will be even worse by then. Who knows? Um so now what we're going to do, we're going to briefly react to 10th edition, boys, because obviously 10th edition has been announced. So let's chat 10th edition. I mean, obviously, we've, we've also got the Lion coming out. But we don't care about Dark Angels on this channel. They're a garbage army for bad people. Um, True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fact. But 10th edition, there is some interesting dimensions, right? There's not been a ton announced. We know it's simplifying the game. We know we're getting some unit cards. We know we're getting indexes, right? And we know that the goal is to strip back some of the rules. There'll be less stratagems per army, etc., etc. So there's some really, a really interesting set of changes to kick us off. So I guess I, get, I thought I'd give each of you the chance to sort of react and say some of your initial thoughts. We'll have a little chatter about that, and then we'll crack on. So, Franco, do you want to go first, perhaps? What do you think of the news? What, what do you make of 10th edition as it's being sort of mooted at the moment? So... When we heard about the rumours that they were going to strip it back, I was a bit like, not that... Like, I wasn't very happy about it because no. I hated one. But all right, 7th edition was a very horrible edition towards the end. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a fun edition to play. Even playing the armies that were winning, like I was running Zinch Demons, the Death Star, the Screamer Stars and the two upgradable in ones. It wasn't fun. <laughs> but when they completely stripped it all back and they gave indexes, I hated it because the indexes were boring. There was no flavour to the game. It just wasn't fun. Mm. but when we got the reveal and we've seen some of the stuff we've seen we're actually still getting like rules it's not just like yeah. here's some data slates use this till your credits comes out they're, they're yeah, actually yeah, yeah. like the pages of rules and strategies mm -hmm. and stuff so i'm quite excited for that i'm actually really excited for the cards yes and looking at the looking at the cards that we've seen so far i really like the stats of what they've done i love what they've done with the weapons and that in, like including like the bliss skill the weapon skill into the weapon itself and um, and they just the data slate just looks so much more refined and they look quite sleek and quite nice so I'm, I'm quite excited about that something i'm really really upset about is the the squatting of the psychic phase because I, I, <laughs> I i love the psychic phase. i'm a very yeah yeah i love my magic and my stuff and i'm a very big psychic player and i hate that they're just getting rid of it and just i obviously we don't know what they we we know roughly what they're doing like they're gonna include I guess the powers into data slates. So yeah. I guess everyone will, all the cycles will have some kind of damage. Yeah. 
ability, like a smite. It, it feels, it feels um, like if, if honestly, different psychers have different weird abilities, and that's yeah. how they represent it. That that could end up being super flavorful, right? Rather than like the same two or three powers across a whole bunch of psychers. Yeah, and hundred percent because like you get those psychic trees where there's there's two powers that are probably really good, one that's fairly decent, and then three that are like meh, they're, they're crap. So if the thing is that some armies only have like one type of psyker, so like is there will you get like you can build your psyker this way and he can have this set of powers or this set of powers or it'd be mm. very interesting for armies like thousand sons or grey knights like oh, yeah. all, all the units have different powers and so yeah I, i'm quite interested to see what they do with it but my initial reaction is i'm, I'm not that i'm a bit like oh upset about it but you know yeah. it's still early days isn't it? but um overall i'm quite excited to see what they do with it i think what we've heard so far um sounds sounds quite good um and i like the tagline what was it uh simplified not simple or something yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I like that so it's like it seems like they haven't they've learned from what i thought was a mistake with the the whole eight reset and they're instead of a reset it's more of a, a strip back mm -hmm. while still keeping flavor there so i'm i'm excited i can't i can't wait to do it i can't wait to, to get you know my hands on all the new demon cards and stuff like that and and um, hopefully, Nurgle is a little bit better as well. Cause, oh, fingers cause, crossed. Because I, yeah. I really, I, as much as I love the thinking of that, I really want to run. Like, I've got so many um, plague drones that I've had sitting on my paint session for ages. And I was like, when we got the first weeks of the codex, like, they're going to be really good and they're going to be really good. And then the book came out and they were like, oh, they're, they're shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, they, they were not good. No, so fingers crossed like Nurgle is a lot better with these new cards and yeah. just as like my initial like my biggest hope um and demons are good in general like I want demons to still be good but but in general I hope that they have much more of a balance with all the factions I don't yeah. think you'll ever have a perfect game there will always be one or two factions that are mm -hmm. better than others but yeah so overall quite excited for it oh definitely yeah, yeah. with the um, um uh, the psychic powers going on to the data slates or date sheets, whatever. Um, and obviously, you were saying, like, Tom, it could make it more fluffy and flavorful because they give each one's individual ones powers, etc. But then are they potentially going to fall into the trap of, as Franco just said, you get a psychic tree and only two of them are worth taking. So you're going to get all these characters that you'll never take potentially yeah. crap spells potentially yeah that, that's the risk if that if that's how it, I, I, and i haven't seen yet exactly how it works and there is very much the risk with that that unless you write interesting and useful mechanics across the different but, but i think that's just 40k though i think it's especially with characters it's yeah. the it's the lot in life of characters to be very interesting but ultimately not quite good enough I mean, you think about like the biologist putrefire right for death guard this lad gives mortal wounds to <laughs> a combat unit he has only just started turning up in lists in like mm -hmm. recent times that was a great little unit at the time but me and all other death guard players looked at it and went foul blight spawn yeah <laughs> gimme 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 oh, lovely yeah. lovely foul blight spawn. and that's just the way of it like it doesn't matter if the unit is good right like it, it, we we all look and veer towards those super super good ones and that's us boys that's us. That's in us. We've got so to look, look to our own internal mechanisms. Yeah, every every faction as, as well has those characters that you just never see. Like yeah. until until this codex and even more recently, no one that wasn't a demon player knew what an inferno and rapturous was. Like yeah, yeah. oh my I remember, word. So I went I went now. I went to an event and I would just say I just thought I'll have a fun, just take a bit of everything and take some stuff people don't take. And mm. I took her only because she had a shooting attack. She didn't do nothing that she does now, really. And yeah, everyone was like, yeah. what the hell is that? I've never seen that before. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, a, 
it's a it's a slash lady with a big harp like yeah. um, but now now everyone has them oh, like amazing. Um, yeah. yeah every faction like characters they cycle in and out and every faction has the characters that you think what the fuck i've never seen that before <laughs> in my life like so fingers crossed yeah. they get the balance a bit more right and we see some I of those more soft spot for that like, i love yeah. the little weirdo ones I, I want an excuse to run the stupid little bodyguard one for gsc the the locust but he is actually just not very good he can intervene <laughs> six and it's like but why would he what's he going to do when he cool, gets there he's also he's got a sword big cape he intervenes but he kills about two space marines and then gets kicked into the sun so it's like was it was it worth him going <laughs> really probably not probably better ways to use those models um right chris what do you reckon what do you make of 10th capitan i'm cautiously optimistic that's where saying. i'm at that's very yeah, much where um, i'm at i feel um, good about it everything they're saying kind of i mean i'm excited because so i didn't play seventh so obviously the change from eighth to ninth was just kind of like they fixed bits did fixed bits yeah, didn't they? added a couple so of layers it yeah. was still like it was still the same sort of game um and i'm just excited for a completely well like a, a big change really you know as I said before, we've been playing the same missions for four years. Um, kind of due just that as a change up. Oh yeah. I think knowing and that that's just fine. I'm excited to do that. Like as Franco says, like the seeing those new data sheets and seeing like the abilities onto them and just the way it's laid out, I just think it seems like really interesting. Mm. Um, I wasn't a fan of how they made certain elements like the um, the micro elements of the game a bit simpler in ninth like you lost some of the janky stuff you could do especially in the combat phase and so therefore i guess i'm slightly worried about this whole we're going to make it a bit simpler kind yeah. of thing i don't want them to remove the ability or like part of, part of me is i really enjoy you know abusing the game mechanics to try and extract elements in like the combat phase and that, that sort of thing and the movement etc and if that if they fine-tune the rules so much that that is just all completely taken away, I think that would be potentially disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they don't do that. And obviously there's really so what like, they're saying like six stratagems for an army. Your whole yeah. army rules on like a page or two or something. And will that potentially lead to the fact that some armies their inherent strength of playing the particular game well? Will it mean because the other armies don't have the opportunity to maybe find combos because they've all got the same amount of simple rules? Um, will that cause issues potentially? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, if, the de- if the depth isn't there for some armies to hunt around and find ways to deal with things because their pa- their rules aren't that long, um, I don't know. Could that be a thing? I honestly yeah. don't know. But yeah, yeah well, it'll, it could well be a haves and have not situation. It does depend a bit on the faction. And Shireni, yes, they are adding reaction stratagems of some but kind. So there's going to be some, some universal stratagems. There will be some reaction type ones, a la AOS. They put some. Um, well, they made a big bit of emphasis as well, didn't they? Like, obviously, you get your two-page set of rules, and it has all the army rules in it. But then you can. I don't know if it's only for certain armies, but they made a bit of a point of it. Of you can just swap that out with a specialist faction for your army so i assume yeah. like if you want to run spacemen blah 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 then ultramarines or you can run iron hands for example yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah of course they've done that where each army has about even if just three or four ways you can kind of change it up i think that's um, what that's what they're suggesting but, but again we haven't seen this yet but i think in theory it's not like you currently have where it's like here are my space marine strats now i have a ton of ultramarine stuff on top yeah. it's like if you're going to go and play ultramarines you get this these things 
If you're going to go and play, if you're going to go play Cult of Strife, you get mm -hmm. these things. So rather than layering over the top, which I think obviously some players dislike, and is probably where a lot of the more egregious and un unforeseen combinations come from, you're just saying here are these different chunks of how you play it. And um, and as ever, you know that's as interesting as players decide to allow it to be. Um, is what I would say, right? You know, if you if you if you, if you want to run just the obvious best one, then it won't look very interesting. If you want to try all of the different ones, then there'll be lots of different things, and hopefully you get an evolving meta where different ones become relevant at different times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. Aaron, you got any other other thoughts on ten? I think the others have pretty much covered mine. Yeah, no, I've been through my five stages of grief and I've accepted it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're only just started playing, really. You're still, you know, you're, just, you're, too, you're too young. Too young yeah, for it, go. it looks pretty good. If they go the way of World Eaters, because like you said, like Frank was just saying, with World Eaters, you've got these six strats and these Warlord traits, and if you take the normal army, you can have them. But mm. if you take the Red Angels one, which is that special one where it's demon kin only, and Angron has to yeah. be the warlord. Then you don't get all those strats. You got to get yeah, all these yeah, different yeah. ones instead. So, like I say, it helps prevent that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. it. I think it was going to be really, really good fun. Yeah, absolutely. And who doesn't want a fourth uh, great hive fleet invasion? Yeah, I think that Nids being at the heart of it will be a good time. Dave, the fourth tyrannic war. Davy will finally get a bunch more tyrannid models. Um, so that was me. Necrons in ninth. I was so excited for the Necrons because like they had the. Um, the new Catan had the Silent King, they had all the destroyers. I was so excited. And they were shit. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that exciting anymore. So uh, well, I know they might be good this time. Maybe. You never know. We're going to find out. Maybe. I'm excited for indexes. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. If indexes come with some strats, some sheets, at least some facts and specific rules that are interesting, then that'll be a good time. As long as it looks like, going on. It looks like they're going to do it better than they did last time. Yeah, yeah um, I think so. Fingers crossed. And I think it's, just, worth, it's worth saying, it's also, I just think it's so good that they are actually building on and refining the existing rules system mm -hmm. to an extent rather than just throwing the whole thing out and trying something completely different because I just think that's healthier and it gives you a much better chance of achieving something resembling balance if you work with and to your existing rules rather than being like let's start over again i'm interested to see what they do as well with like like secondaries like are they going to keep secondaries and like are they just going to revamp it like rather than yeah. just like we, rename we just stuff? don't know what the missions look like no. yet do we we really right, don't that's that's, that'll that's be a big up. difference if it yeah is. De definitely yeah. i did love that they've done all the points are free download day one all yeah. the information everything's there that's good to have yeah. that's good to have given that we're giving them thousands of pounds the least they can do is give us some free rules once in a while. I think that's very nice of them. Thank you, GW. Continue to get extravagantly wealthy off our obsessive natures. Right, Swissly, Davey says, can we talk about how I got all the faction win rates correct now? Yes, we can. Despite our best efforts to talk about other stuff until the show is actually over, we are going to talk about pin the win rate on the faction. So just to remind the uneducated, we tried to guess... Lee Church, with your games are already shorter games, you bad, bad man. <laughs> um, we, we guessed the Arcs of Omen win rates when, the, when the, the pack came out. We tried to guess where different factions would be sitting by about this time after a little while of the Arcs of Omen sort of pack being out. So we're going to revisit them. We're going to see how we got on, see how wrong we were, and try and think about why we failed so badly. So, Chris, do you have the original win rates anywhere? Boom. Hopefully you can see that. Um, nope. Uh, well, it's showing on my screen. Weird. Um, on the live preview, it looks like we've all just frozen. Interesting. Can anyone confirm whether you can see the I, overlay or not? 
I can see them on what I'm looking at. Perfect. That's good. Doesn't help me, um, but someone that can say it. <laughs> Chris can see it. Yeah, so what, it's fine. What, Chris has got the win rates that we predicted. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's really useful. Um, Aaron has been and researched what the win rate of these factions across multiple levels. Aaron, do you want to tell people what your process of research for this was? Yeah, just went on to uh, stat check and obviously done it across just for arcs of omen meta mm-hmm. and done it across all play levels, all tournaments, etc. Together, the the total meta. Yeah, so it's a go wide take on the win yeah. rate across across the arcs of omen In, so far. Instead so, of drilling all the way down into the specific yeah. sub factions. Yeah, and as as stat check and others like them will tell you, statistics can tell you exactly the truth of everything all the time. End of discussion. Cool. Okay, so on that Maybe basis, yeah. Chris, Chris, do you want to um, do you want to Pick one. We, open should we start at the top or the bottom? I think we should start at the bottom because it's funny. Same. Yeah. Okay, so um, this was for some reason I didn't write the name of the person that did this. Um, so someone, one of us three, went for Death Guard, and they gave them forty-three percent. That was probably I Davey. I've like never, Davey. I've never. Yeah, Davey's the one giving out forties. I'd yeah. never do that, Death Guard. Thanks for the thumbs up, Chantel. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So, probably Davey, 43 for no, Death Davey's Guard. Davey's not here, so it's definitely Davey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, how are Death Guard doing in Arcs of Omen? Uh, it was a pretty good guess. It, they're at 45%. Oh, my goodness, Davey's really smart. Flip. Well done, nice. Davey. Okay. I mean, that is, I guess, pretty much... That's not, not unreasonable. They've, they've had a rough second half of ninth Death Guard, haven't they? It's not been a fun mm-hmm. time for them. They can't close on things quickly enough. It's a very shooty meta. I'm glad you're happy, Davey. That's good. This bodes well for the rest of this segment. <laughs> oh, poor you probably guess who they're above, Davey. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is very good going, Davey. I think we can call that a success. That is a successful prediction. Well done. Who else is down there, Chris? There's one other um, one, <laughs> which was the Necron. This was another Davey guess. Okay. He went Necrons at 44%. Yeah. But we know that he hates Necrons and has an agenda against them because he's said so before. So, Aaron. Necrons are sitting at 47%. Oh, he's good at this. He's really good at this. Mainly being held up by James Marsden, but apart from that. Yeah, flip. Again, that's a very accurate guess. Yeah, two out again. He's only 3% out. Yeah, that's, I mean, fair enough, Davey. Yeah, very good. I, I thought they might be a little higher just because they feel so oppressive sometimes, Necrons. I'd have thought they'd Yeah, but he's win. used to playing armies that are at that sort of level. He's well placed to comment on the 40% win rate armies because he's playing one. <laughs> oh, Davey, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, and I agree with you. Turns out being slow is rubbish. Right, okay, where are we going next, Chris? Okay, well, in the 45 to 50% bracket, there was nothing. We made no <laughs> oh, prediction. We were just all very negative Nancys, but then we had quite a host in the 50% bracket. Okay, okay. Um, so, we'll go with uh, Davy again, because Davy said Chaos Demons would have a win percent of 53%. I think he's going to be right again here. Aaron? 56%. Oh, he's very good. He's very I mean, that's not, that's not that close. That is, that yeah. is, 56 like... puts them in the, that's, that's yeah. in the, up, the upper echelons. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, you're shit, Davey. 
it's, no, not, it's, not, it's not a bad guess. He's put them in here, so he yeah, didn't exactly. Get it right. It's not. It's not Same a bad. It's not a bad guess, but I would say yeah. I think demons have actually. I would say demons have done better than almost anyone was anticipating. Yeah. I think going into this meta, I don't Every think nation. people did not call demons being as successful as they have been, and indeed they've been. So I, successful. I definitely. I yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you were always going to back yourself. I but I think um, the entire chaos community have, have sort of diverged onto onto demons, and it's um, it's a big it's a big part of it. Um, yeah. Okay, sweet. Next one. Well done, demons. I'm glad glad one of the chaos factions is hanging on in there. Yeah, Ooh. one of them has to, right? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so we come to um, myself, and I said Grey Knights would be at fifty three percent, but I'm feeling that might be slightly too high. Uh, Grey Knights is forty-seven percent. Oh, oh, that is rubbish. It's all those rubbish Grey Knight players. Yeah, if only we no. used to rubbish Grey Knights. <laughs> there any good ones out there? <laughs> oh dear. Well, let down. Thanks, Ed, for explaining what a margin of error is. I'm not a numbers person. I'm a words person. I make no apologies. Let's just say you get it right if it's in the right bracket that you put it. Yeah, in, if you're in the right so bracket. Davy has got. Davy has no. got two. Oh no, he's no, got, he's got none. none. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Davy's been close with those. Though, to be honest, I think I think the it first feels like he's been close. Yeah, it feels close, but actually, technically, when you look at it that way, he is not. Technically. Okay, so Grey right. Knight's doing significantly worse. That's a shame. That's disappointing. Damn you, Dave. Right, next one. Tom, this is you, mate. Tau, you said 54%. Oh, 54. Aaron? 47%, mate. Oh! Whoa! Oh, my wow. word! Tom's fallen out. That's horrific. Yep. <laughs> it says Warhammer is only mass. That is untrue. It is also occasionally picking um, characters. That's off a decent sword. number of games as well. Yeah, that is that's wow. that's a real fall from grace for Tao. Yeah, that's that's, huge. Um, that's remarkable. Forty-seven percent. Oh, goodness gracious! But also, yay, fuck Tao. <laughs> <laughs> right okay. next up. Okay. Um, okay. So now we come to another of mine, the Admech. Oh. You got this well wrong, didn't you? I got this. I was so wrong because I'm I'm sixty percent win rate with them. So yeah, my yeah, guess yeah, yeah. my guess of fifty one percent is way too low, which I expect Aaron's about to prove. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's forty four percent. Forty four, flipping it. So he's done very well, well at this, have we, boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's one of that's I don't know actually I was I was off by just as much so you and me are more wrong than Davy so far so far uh, so far we'll see we'll see how we go right next up okay so this is you Tom that's me right this is you and you went very niche here and you went for creations of bile I went creations of bile yep. and you said creations of bile would have a fifty percent win rate fifty percent. So they're forty-five percent on their own, but Whoa. if when they're souped with demons, they are fifty-three percent. I did look that one up oh, for you. Okay, so in the middle, mm. somewhere. It's because no one ever talks about bile now, but yeah. when it we was did relevant it, at the time, they right? were very relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I felt I, I still feel like they have a little bit more game. Jack Asher, if you're listening, they've still got game, buddy. You're going to be fine. We're going to make it work. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, fair enough. Five percent out. Yeah, it's starting to sound like Davey's actually better at this than we are, Chris, which is a bit of a shame. But well, let's we'll uh, maybe let's do it's another still, one and see. Still a long way to go, Tom. Do another one and see how it holds up. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is Davey's. Okay. And he went for Tyranids. Oh, Tyranids. Okay. Um, the much nerf faction, and Davey said fifty-two percent on Tyranids. Okay. So, Aaron, take it away, sir. Uh, 43%. 43%. <laughs> oh, what? That's a 9% gap. But to be fair, maybe it's only the faction that he knows inside out. He's still got it on us, though. Well, that's, that's one dud. Which yet. I think is the biggest difference we've had, maybe. That is yeah, the yeah, biggest. Yeah, yeah uh... I say heart overhead. The heart got involved there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really understand. And John, John, you're absolutely right. No space was on here is great. Again, who saw that coming? No, I didn't see that coming. That was mm. ridiculous. Like I'm loving. I've, that's, the, that's the one bit of the current meta. I'm like, yay! Good to see space wolves out. I'm down with that. Have fun. Kill right, stuff. I'll, I'll give you a special one at the end then for the most surprising one. But we'll oh, continue. okay, okay, There's nice. More surprising right. one than space. We're moving wolves. up now to to some <laughs> some predictions about what we thought would be <laughs> slightly higher. Well, these are the big boys. These the are big we boys. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start off with myself. So I went. Craft Worlds at fifty-five percent. Okay. Okay. Craft Worlds are at fifty-two percent. Oh, that's a good guess. That's, that's a good right. guess, but still not the right bracket. <laughs> no, it's still not the right bracket. Have we had a guess in the right bracket yet? Uh, no. No, we haven't. Demons. No, Demons wasn't actually. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> We've set the brackets out wrong. We need to adjust them so that we can be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Craft Worlds are kind of, you know, they've got so much of performing well. That's still so good, though, right? Performing. Yeah. And obviously, Vic Video's Craft Worlds are 100%. So, absolutely. That's very good. Um, okay, so Tom. Okay. This Drakari, isn't going to go well. So I've gone 56 for Drakari. 56% for Drakari. Well, we've got a new record. Oh, the furthest no. apart is 45%. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. That's a shame. I think that was a bit more hopeful thinking. That was, that was heart. That was heart for sure. Um, but also, I've, 60 for me with Jakari, I think, thereabouts. Oh, that's that's pretty bad, though. That's I've got to wear that on the chin. But I, I don't, yeah, Jakari, uh, they've not had a great time in this edition. No, no. Well, <laughs> They've had it really no rough. Today. They've had it really tough. Yeah, it's been rough for them. Um, well, after that shocking attempt, we've got Davy, and I think Davy <laughs> might be closer. <laughs> Orcs at fifty-five percent. Orcs are at fifty-two. Oh, so three, so still the wrong bracket, but you know. Hmm. That's okay though. That's pretty close. That's, That's Davy again, isn't it? Davy is best at this. There's no getting around it. Davy's very, very. Davy's been good at this. And you're right. Davy is the faction I know inside out. Useless. <laughs> Useless. Okay. Um, this next one I am excited for. Okay. Tom, you said Votan. Oh no, this is gonna sting. <laughs> you said Votan would have a 58% win rate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's Aaron. not as bad as the Jakari one. Okay. okay. Okay, so it's forty nine percent. Okay, that's still a nine percent miss, but that is not as good. Uh, oh, you redeem yourself later. Oh, do I? Oh, good. Okay, it's all gonna it's oh. all gonna turn up for me at the end. Come on, boys. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I went for custodians <sighs> at fifty-five percent. I think that's probably going to be a bit too high. And it'll be like I, I think you might be on something. it. No, I think you might. I be think on it was fifty-three. Yeah, fifty-three. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Still the wrong. Does that count? Because I literally just changed my answer. <laughs> you're in the you're in the right bracket so yeah um unfortunately i have i don't know actually we'll see i think i'm probably not in the right bracket for this one i said harlequins would still be good at a 56 percent win rate uh you're a couple of brackets out there at 48 percent 48 percent that is oh, they, they finally Ooh. did it they finally did it they finally put them in the bin <sighs> Um, no, Daniel Hammond, you're right. Votan don't have the best secondary game. You could say they have a steaming pile of dog shit for a second. <laughs> um, and certainly it is strange that I rated a faction I've literally still not lost to at 58% win rate. It's only been out for however long. Um, okay, so that's the 55s. We're going up to the big boys now. Right, okay, here we go. Um, uh, right, I think I reckon you're very close with this, Tom. You said GSC would have a 58% win rate. 58%. And I remember I said it would be 57%. You did I'm curious to see. 58%. Oh, boom. Oh, nice. Boom. There we go. He knows it's a strike. strike. If you define it down to your uh, specialist ones, it goes up to 63, but yeah, overall 58%. I don't know who these GSC players dragging that down are, but up your, up your game, boys. Yeah, it is. um and then so now we hit the big the big calls so i said iron hands obviously i secretly meant iron hands successes um oh yeah it just didn't fit in the graphic right um yeah yeah, it didn't fit you know you can't there's no room there um i said iron hands would be 64 percent 57 is that iron hands pure yeah, and what yeah. about successes? Iron Hand successes are in the high sixties, I reckon. But I don't yeah, know. they probably are. But I'm not going to look it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I've, I've only just started going into it. It's a bit difficult. Yeah, Aaron's, so, Aaron's accidentally become our. You'd, you'd, yeah. you'd have to select each of the individual sub factions, and I don't know what they're called. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, okay. Yeah. I, but I think the 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 wisdom on this is that the successes are definitely posting higher numbers. So I don't think you're a mile out there, Chris. So what what was what did you say? Oh, I said sixty-four. Yeah, no, yeah. fifty-seven. Yeah. Iron hands are fifty-seven. Yeah. Successes, mm-hmm. which are whirlwinds of rage and Ma- Master Sands. they have been pushing sixties numbers, but I guess you have to average those out as well. So it's probably still a little high. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we've got Davy coming in. Davy made a bit of an assumption here because, as they often say on other podcasts, guard will never have a high win rate. Um, guards and orcs. Because um, of the size of their player base, but Davy went for guard at sixty-five percent. Yeah, it's a little bit out. <laughs> got, is this a new record? It was fifty-three. Fifty-three. That's a twelve percent gap. Yeah, that is that is more than previously. Nice, nice. Um, oh, there you go. So, if you want signs of the forge and whirlwind of rage. Master Artisans and Whirlwind of Rage, I think is right. the Master Artisans and Whirlwind of Rage, 65%. Yeah, there there you go. Yeah. So once you average those two, you're bang in the middle, I think, Chris. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> and Stats finally... can say whatever you want them to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and finally, we have a Tom. Davey says recount. <laughs> Stop the count. Um, 
Tom, right. the final prediction is Tom. He went Dark Angels and he went 60. And I would, I would like to say that I was very alert to the rubbish that Dark Angels were going to unleash to us long before a lot of people were making noise about it. Because I think we have the advantage of having played them. Hello, Dom. Welcome. Um, having played Dark Angels a lot locally, we, I could just, I just knew, just knew this was going to be rough. But let's see how they actually turned out. Uh, 59%. 59%. Ah, there we go. It's only 1% out. Take that. Wrong bracket, though. So, yeah, wrong bracket, so it's still, still a loss. But I, I'm happy with those last two, then. That's, I'm, yeah, I'm you better, put it out the back. Better at After predicting the, the top and better than the middle. <laughs> After the Votan mishap. And that is a disaster. Mishap, yeah. The Votan one is an absolute disaster. Um, <laughs> so that's pinned the win rate on the faction. That's actually a lot of fun to do. I think we will... Yeah. We're going to wait till we've had a balanced slate. And then once mm. we've had time to process that, we we might make a load more guesses for sort of Actually, the, the end. I think it'd be fun to do like the end of the meta, right, and have one mm -hmm. more wave of guesses before, and then we could do it again with indexes. That would be really fun, as well. Wonderful. Okay, great, Dom. Yeah, you've missed us chatting about demons. Um, Dom made those demons when we we're again higher than the, the fifty-six. He's very very good with his demons. Um, shall we get some listener questions in? I assume we've got them in Discord, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Sweet. Yeah, Let's drag up that Discord. Let me just get rid of and this do some questions. Obviously, if anyone wants to be a mad lad and super chat a question, we're not going to stop you. Chris needs nice. <laughs> Chris needs nice things. Get Chris some nice things. Um, right here we go. Uh, where is it? Have I closed it somehow? I'll edit this bit out. It's fine. Oh. I can't see the questions in the Discord, which is a bit funny. Oh, that's because I was already on that tab. <laughs> I'm good at stuff. Right, okay. Um, boom, 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 boom. So, we did the stratagem stuff before. Yeah, I agree, Swift. I do think Tom won. He got one bang on, and then one that was one out. Yeah, and they were two of the meta-defining ones as well, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, to be fair. Um, but sorry, Drakari. <laughs> right, we'll start with Lee Jones. So Lee Jones says, now that we are closing out ninth, which did you enjoy more, eighth or ninth edition? Ninth. ninth. Not even close. Ninth. I think eighth was actually a pretty crap edition. I yeah. think ninth was a lot better. And you have to say, when you consider what has happened to us as people and as a nation during ninth, for ninth mm. to have still been more fun than eighth should tell you plenty because the world was absolutely fine during eighth and it's still more rubbish than ninth. Exactly. We, we lived through basically the apocalypse over the last few years and ninth still managed to be a good time. What do you think, Chris? I have rose tinted glasses for eighth. Um, okay. okay. It was the first edition I got into and learned the game. Um, and I, yeah, my Necron flying gun line list I played for quite a few months. And I absolutely was like my favourite ever army. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed the sort of the jank you could pull in the combat phase as well. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think there were absolutely some issues with um, a whole mo multitude of things. And I think the game's obviously in a lot more of a stable position now yeah. with the fact that GW also supporting the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the fundamental difference, right? Like currently they're putting a lot of effort into. Um, the balance updates and all those sorts of things and trying yeah. to work with what they're hearing the public perception is. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, ninth is better because it's working towards yeah. it. And that's why I'm cautiously optimistic that 10th will be yeah. the best. I think um, the speed of that reaction and that sort of 
feedback pattern is much stronger now, isn't it? And things get changed a lot quicker. Yeah, I do have some nice memories of eighth as well. Oh, absolutely. I think that I think we all we've all said before the sheer destructiveness of ninth. At times, I think that's quite grueling. It is. It's been a tough game. You have to leave. You have to play with your mind switched on, or just your your army just goes. Which is well, you could get. There was a bit more stuff tickling each other in the middle in eighth, which was a good time. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, thank you very much, Tom. Yeah, exactly. You got to have some hand grenades now and again, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do. Uh, there were a few crazy balance issues on release in this meta, and I think, I think in ninth at the sort of the tournament scene, there were a few ugly moments in the in the tournament scene. It didn't really filter down to the level of of sort of local games quite as badly, but it, it definitely there were some ugly ugly moments on the balance side of things. I definitely got frustrated with it in the midst of it, the sort of Harley's town Nids era was a bit rough. Um, but I think that's something they're going to work very hard on next time, hopefully. Fingers it's just broken. frustrating when a new codex comes out and it's broken and you just can't you can't beat it. And then very shortly afterwards, another one comes out and that's broken as well. And, it, and you can't beat that. It became, <laughs> it became the cycle Custodes after the Admech and Drakari where you had, you know, Custodes, Tau, and it was just like one army after yeah. the other came out and it was broken every yeah. time. Because Drakari was basically the last fairly balanced book, I think, pretty much. And then it was all bullshit after that, right? Yeah, it's actually probably fine at full strength. All yeah, potentially. Because that's potentially. the problem. They're all done in that sort of vision, aren't they? Yeah. And it, uh, this is one consequence of the quicker response cycle is that now they adjust the game, weaken things, and then new stuff comes out, which actually compounds the issue, right, within the yeah. release cycle. So uh, Desolation Marines era was horrible. Yeah, we're living in that now, but I can't, who gives a damn? We're nearly, we're nearly home and dry now. If you want to table me with some go-go marines from the back of the board for a couple of months that's fine i will kill you when they change the rules for them later on my <laughs> moment will come right okay so what we got next we've got oh i like this one um what do you think is going wrong with votan do you think they need changes and if so what galmaris i mean they need they need a complete rewrite is what they need um they wrote them a book which was all about ludicrous killing efficiency um and was a bit lopsided in other ways and then obviously because of community reaction they bottled it and and scaled them back and had started pointing these things for the mad mad things they'd given them and then they didn't have enough units left and they're too easy to play around good players have too many solutions to them and they don't have a way to play the game um outside of literally move and shoot and hope that hope that pans out so i mean they're, they're still young they'll get new releases they'll get a redo in the future i think there's some interesting stuff there with judgment tokens you just have to do it right and in a way that's a bit more logical and a bit less insanely overtuned. So yeah, it was just it was a big sales pitch that that was aborted halfway through. Basically, that's what happened, right? It's, it's like, it was like if they decided just before all the new marine supplements came out in eighth. Imagine if they'd just been like, actually, nah, don't worry about it, and then and <laughs> ramp the marines points up. Right, it, it was the same, just pulling the rug out from under it at the last minute. But I guess it's good that they did that. Um, I'm very fond of Otan. I've, I've enjoyed the couple of games I've played with my little 500 points. Then they were ludicrous. They seem ridiculous, but um, uh, we'll see. I think I think they'll need another run, another couple of runs before they work out what their place is going to be. Um, how many so bolt questions in the chat from Brighthammer? Oh sure. What's the, what's the question from Brighthammer? Oh, thank you, Brighthammer. If you were to pick only three stratagems to keep going into tenth for your current main faction, what would you keep? Anyone want to field this first? Uh, for orcs, I'd keep get stuck in lads. Um, mm -hmm. 
Uh, what's the ramming what speed, Aaron? It's ramming speed. That's it, ramming speed. And <laughs> <laughs> Orcs is never beat, probably, because it's just fun. I think you have to put Kareen in there and consequences be damned. Kareen is no. awesome. Who cares if it never happens? Kareen's just too. If it made it explode, <laughs> yes. But it oh, I just love it. It's so fun. How about you, Franco? Uh, the thing is, with the demon straps for this new book, I, there's a few good ones, but there was never any like, oh my god, they're amazing ones. Um, I guess uh, no fallback on a four plus for Beast and Urgle would be a decent yeah. one. Yeah. Um, this one only because of Bellacore, but um, Impossible Elegance, which is the Sineshi character one where transhuman the hit in combat, mm. um, but only really for Bellacore. And then that was if I was to pick another one, uh, maybe Banner of Blood for Blood Letters, the three D six charge. You absolutely yeah, want it. Yeah, because that's the only thing for me that actually makes Blood Letters kind of worth taking. Apart, Morris was agreeing with you in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's the. Apart from that, I don't. I don't know. It, I'm, I'm saying they're probably the best ones, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about you, Chris? It would have to be the two shooty admic ones. The one which means I get to auto wound you on fours. Ah, that, one that, that, that old to, classic. Yeah. And the one I get to fire you. Um, Get to fire at you with 80 rapid fire shots like those two are reasonably strong um and the third one maybe the auto pass morale for one cp if you're on an objective nice. that's that's really um that's really tasty or auto advance the dune striders the last chickens um, six inches and i would take i'd take return to shadows for gsc every time i'd take Amp up the damage on the seismic weapons, and auto shots on uh, your demos. Yeah, they auto shots on the demos because that's all I ever do, really. And and auto advance some GPS trains, but they'll just have to not be in the list after all. That's fine. Okay, thank you very much for that question, Bright Hammer, and for super chatting. You're an absolute star. We appreciate that a lot. Chris can go out and buy himself a nice admit. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, next question in the in the Discord was: How many bolt rounds would it take down take to bring down a rampaging Davy Fex? What? <laughs> imagine is a Carnifex, but instead of screaming and killing, it sort of jokes at you as it runs towards you. I think it's uh, one because he he would feel so bad about making you spend the money on more than one bolt, so he'd only ever like, <laughs> he'd only take one to take him out. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Yeah, I think it'd be. I don't know if, what fully what the stat profile is on a rampaging Davy Fex. Is it minus one damage, for example? That might be relevant. You've got to factor these things in. Um, John says, which quirky rule do you all want to see carry over into tenth? What's the quirky rule you'd like to see carry over into tenth? Uh, what's the quirk? Like the flail over spilling, uh, quirky rule. Yeah, he gives the example of like flails yeah. spilling over damage. But... No, because I don't like that rule. <laughs> I, I bet you don't, Orc. Do it? I don't know. That's, that's an interesting question. Tough. I'm sure there's loads of quirky rules out there. Yeah, there's loads. It's just can't but I can't think of any right well. now. Good um, one, Scrooge. Um, fight last, please. Let's keep fight last. I like fight last. Uh, <laughs> I just want to get rid of fucking auto auto wounding on like hits of fours and fives. And yeah, because I think John's follow up question was like, rule. yeah, what would you yeah, like? Of course, you don't like it. John would yeah, like to know what rules. Rule. 
Well, Hayley's in Bellacore because cool, everyone was like 50, fucking four pluses to hit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that, though. John gave the example of exploding sixes as a mechanic he'd like to see disappear. And I, th- I think some of those melee, um, melee and shooting efficiency ones are a bit tedious, especially when I, they end up, end up turning I don't think, everything. On sixes, I don't think they're too bad. Maybe you could cap them, but when you can knock them to fives and fours, it's the issue that we have with um, Kazakins as well. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. stupid. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's when you start. Adding and making armor. Oh yeah, this armor can do this role, but better. And it's just like yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. the issue comes, you know. Yeah, so. I th- I I enjoyed things like phase caps, and then I I but I don't like like next layer rules that ignore them. That that seemed like one more place to go to than was needed. I felt like phase caps introduced some interesting it possibilities was, for big. It models. was like yeah, it was like pop trump rules, wasn't it? Like it I got this rule, really I got this rule. And then it was like, everyone's got invons, and it's like, oh, we're now, now loads of stuff ignores invons, and then we get like, demon saves, it's just like, yeah. boom, 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 like, I count this, and I count this, and yeah, it's silly. So it's it's whether, yeah, maybe, I don't know, but either they're going to sit down with all this stuff and work out how to make it all fit together better, or they'll probably be like, shall we just forget that we went to that crazy place and yeah. try and strip a few of these things out? But I think that's it. I think in the mechanics of damage and resilience, because of how destructive the game Whoop got, they had to go to some really weird places to, to deal yeah. with it, basically. And so hopefully they can avoid that. Right then, let's talk Wargaming. Let's have your questions. So he's got a question for the one true demon lord. People have been saying Mono Sunesh may be the way to combat guard. Dot, dot, dot. Thoughts? I, I think Mono Sunesh is really, really good. Like, yeah. really good. Because it's just so much fast pressure and, you know, crap ton of attacks. And against guard, they're amazing. I don't think they're better than the Mono's Inch and the Guard. Um, speaking from personal experience of playing the Mono's Inch, I haven't played the Mono Slash into it, but I've seen the Mono Slash go into it. I think the Mono's Inch just has slightly bit more play because it can take like mortars better, for example, or whatever. Mm. Um, but by no means is Mono Slash bad into, into Guard because you can get into the lines early. Yeah. You're really good at being able to, to trap them, wrap them. Like Demon that's touched Guardsmen, Guardsmen die. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no question on that. Um, Fiends touch most things, especially with the buffs, they die. So yeah, yeah. I think I think Mono Sinesh is really good in the gun. I actually think Mono Sinesh is probably a bit of a sleeper faction for demons. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see Maybe overshadowed by Disciples and, and Zinch at the moment. Um, but I no. do think Zinch is incredibly powerful as well into the shit now. So. Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think we'll see more of that Sinesh, that, the, the, like the build that Lennon ran. I think I think that'll pop up a bit more. People will want to try yeah. a bit more. Yeah, part of me kind of wants the Zinch to get nerfed a bit because I kind of really want to try out the one A Sinesh, but I don't want to do it while because I want to stick with the Zinch while it's at least, you know, good. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right then. Um, are there any rules from other GW game systems that you would like to see coming to 10th? Are there any that you hope don't come from other systems to 10th? Oh, I don't. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to say. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I just want to get this in before anyone else gets in. Thanks, the, um, the, the Sigma, you know, the Sigma double turn thing. Oh, never the double turn. Please, please don't do that because that kills the game. <laughs> please don't do that. That's the only thing I don't want in. Don't think in a gun game like this you can. No, it wouldn't turn. work. <laughs> no. That'd be horrifying. Um, how about you guys? Anything you'd like to see or not like to see? I think there's always been a lot of discussion about um, other, in general, other gaming systems. Obviously, they have this alternate unit activation, so yep. like Legion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always a discussion about how that would be potentially fair. Like, is it Kill Team does that? 
Yeah. Yes, Kill Team does. Um, Warcry also does. And you know that would be fair in as much as so you immediately remove that alpha strike option. My concern is that it just works for small games because it would take too long potentially otherwise. But, yeah, it's, um, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I'd have to see it done to fully appreciate. I've not really played Legion. When we start playing Legion properly. Um, we when we finally, that. finally start playing Legion. Yeah. Any day I agree now. though, Galmaris. I think it doesn't work for such big. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Um, I, I really enjoyed the snappiness of Warcry in particular of, of the smaller GW games. That's been my favourite one to play. It feels very straightforward. You can get into it very nicely. Um, but I just don't know what mechanics from that would translate. I mean, that that too has reaction type elements to it right and i think that is nice to have and it sounds like they're going to have stuff like that in this um yeah i like a small amount of reaction i mean you you technically have it in some of the things you've got like transhuman and that that is a reaction but um i wouldn't want to see like the you just hit and wound coming like like you've got mm. in war crime yeah for sure Okie dokie, and then balanced data slate is coming and may possibly be the last. What changes would you like to see it bring? What would you hope they don't leave it as is? Thank you very much. Just make stuff. Um, I mean, just just deal a little bit with all our outliers and bring up our very, very low ranking ones. Give CSM and whatever the other garbage ones that we didn't foresee were from the from the pin the win. Give all of that a little, little tiny nudge to get it home and trim GSC, trim the top marines and trim what was the other one maybe demons a tiny bit oh no no a little tiny bit. Please, no. do you think you need to push the bottom ones up though do you reckon or do you reckon you just oh, i just I've said, I'm gonna, I've said i'm gonna take iron warriors to an event so i need someone to push them up otherwise i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go <laughs> oh and five which i don't really want <laughs> I, I would I would give CSM something. I, I I struggle I just struggle to see what the game is for CSM at the minute in this environment. They need something. Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Um, let's, let's talk all gaming. Oh, oh Dom, how would you boys fix indirect fire? It's a bit much facing three guard on the week, three times guard on the weekend. It's got shell shots after all the mortars. Yeah, Jack Davis Fletcher has it. Remove core from indirect. It works for night spinners. It works for Eldar indirect. I think it'll work for this stuff. It's just just kill that efficiency, that extra level of efficiency. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's absolutely fine. I think just not letting them benefit from things like ignore to hit modifiers or yeah, 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 that's yeah. like they just it just shoots on what they've got. Yeah, yeah, completely. I think that's it. Not letting them slap force multipliers and benefit from. Mm sort of things that strip defences, all that stuff. That's what's made it egregious. Um, definitely. Um, there was a fun question from Gastronauticon in the chat, which was which says that the end of the Arctic Swimming series is apparently going to end with Traz in the Infinite sweeping in to steal something. And he says that after this dastardly deed, Trazin wants to complete his exhibition with a plus installation. Traz in the Infinite can only be bothered to collect one of us which one would he choose? So who is Traz in the Infinite going to steal from the Plus to put on display? But it can't be you because you are Traz and the Infinite. Oh yeah, I, I, I do that. I do that. I, 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 I'm, I steal people for our for our team, so I can't be I can't be stole. Can't, can't hustle a hustler. 
Um, um, it's, yeah, Davey's right. It's Paul, isn't it? He's got to tell. Yeah, me. I was just about to say. It's, Paul. <laughs> it's, Paul. it's like such a unique, yeah, individual uh, creation of life. Window that, sort yeah. of winds down, and Paul goes, "Only wounds on fours," and then it winds back up again. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it probably would be Paul. Um, well, it depends. If he's lonely and he wants company, I would stealing Stuart would be a good a good spot because Stuart will just talk forever. I reckon yeah. very happily about Absolutely. all the games, and Trazin could just have wonderful deep chats about Blood Bowl with Stuart for hours and hours and just hours. Anything, literally any. Stuart just goes. Stuart is just yeah. so. I think I think if if Trazin wants to maximise his sort of value from someone who's sort of stuck in a jar, I think Stuart's the one because he will just he will just natter all day long. Um, right. Okay. Anything else? Jack Davis says, how many points will Tom batter me by in tomorrow's game? Ah, get out of here, Jack. I don't buy any of that nonsense. What's <laughs> uh, the uh, I, Well, it'll be GSC for me. I believe it's guard for Jack at the minute, but I don't know what he's playing. So, go on, Jack. Go on, Jack. Yeah. Smash me, so mate. I, reckon by I probably will be experimenting a little points. bit. 19 points in it. Feels like that's about right for guard, GSC. Um, uh, we'll see. I have no idea, Jack, but um, we'll see. I'm trying to adapt things and adjust things a little bit from the event, so I can't make any promises for how that list will play. Right, we've got a fun one from Chen, who is proposing a game of faction-based Shag, Marry, Kill. So, for Shag, <laughs> what is one faction you haven't touched competitively but are open to getting jiggy with in the near future? There's <laughs> <laughs> Tyranids, right? There's going to be a ton of Tyranids coming out, and it's going to be hard not to acquire at least some tyranids in the in the wash of box sets i reckon how about you guys if someone built painted it for me it'd be orcs but orcs okay okay well john scribbles army's out on loan if you want to borrow that for a yeah. bit might be chaos chaos Frego. I'm boring. I'm I I'm loyal to Yeah, he's, he's married. Oh, he's married. I'm not, I'm not moving from, from the demons. Yeah. Maybe maybe if the only exception would be if Dark Mechanicus got released, I yeah. would have a go because I've been looking forward to Dark Mechanicus. Have a go Dark Mechanicus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're cooler because you know. Chaos, <laughs> you know. But um, but apart from that, I have no plans on moving from demons. Cool. Well, that that leads us nicely to the the marry section, Franco. So it sounds like you're married. <laughs> you're married to demons. Yeah. Let's um, go with that. I'm married to the Jakari, but they they're the Jakari. They would understand if I strayed. I think they're all right. They're all right. <laughs> they're all right with that business. How about you guys? I would marry Crawford Elder. Crawford Elder. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No, they might be orcs. They're That's an arranged so marriage, fun. Chris, because you're 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 down for it, but you've never actually met them or played oh, them. No. <laughs> Preparing himself. Yeah, you're getting ready. Yeah. What do you say, Aaron? Uh, they might just be orcs. I'm just oh, no, they're just really good fun. Yeah, orcs are yeah. They 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 feel they feel a more natural fit for you in some ways than you want to marry someone that's going to make you laugh and keep you entertained. You know. <laughs> right, and then finally kill what iteration of a particular codex could you happily throw bound and gagged into a sinkhole never to be any, seen again any any towel any <laughs> we can all agree with that any towel yeah as I've, I've talked about it last time custodes I don't care about custodes throw them mm. away Tyranids um, just to piss off um, just to wind Davy up just to wind Davy up they already have been chucked into a sinkhole haven't they <laughs> <laughs> uh, Votan I think Votan. Oh, I like, I like Votan. Yeah, but you oh, just a fun kick game. them the next in, wouldn't they? They don't have to sink <laughs> as well. That's true. Um, 
Dom, Shag Mary killed Jakari characters. I mean, I think you probably want to get rid of the homunculus, don't you? Because he's the creepiest looking one of the ones. And then to flavor to taste with the Archon and the Succubus. Very nice. <laughs> Whatever you fancy for that what particular a... night. Killing Archon is impossible. Oh, you've not met my Archon, Jack. He goes. He goes. He'll <laughs> die. He'll die every time. Right. Are we are we out of questions? I think we might be out of questions. So yeah. unless anyone this is last last chance saloon, guys, you can bung a question in, but otherwise we will disappear. It's been a pleasure. It has. It's been really fun. Thank you once there. again to this enormous number of people who've turned up and commented. This is amazing. It's been consistent. Last week we hit a high of thirty two, but we were also, you know, all over the place. But this time we've been in the twenties the whole time. Yeah, that's um, really nice. That's so, good. Thank, and thanks for everyone for contributing awesome. as well. Yeah, brilliant. I think that takes us to the end then. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Oh, do you think battle line intent will work like AOS? I have a feeling that it will, yes. I think you'll get different types of battle line depending on the faction that you pick. Um, and that that's quite fun. That encourages sub-faction building and, and builds mm. to different faction strengths, but we'll see. Um, looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Yeah, that'd be a cool, um, a nice way of like going about it. I think it means there's an outside chance of battle line aberrance, and we all know we want that. That's the dream, mm. right? <laughs> Twenty-eight average if you include you guys. Yeah, fair enough. We have watched us all night as well. Thank you, everybody. We will see you soon. Um, we have been the Plus. We love you all. Stay safe out there. Have a good time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.